and welcome back to Franchise Surprise! The only podcast where archaeology is not an exact science. Oh boy, I'm Nick Lathan. <laughs> I'm Rip Camalucci. And I'm Peyton Lynch. And, alright. We're, we're, we're doing a new... So I, w- I just want to get this out up front. We were supposed <laughs> to do a Fast X episode a couple weeks ago, but... <laughs> things happened. Life got got in the way. Life found a way. That's why we're covering Jurassic Park. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if, if, when, if and when we do do Jurassic Park, I'm, she's going to have to be I, I, I thought, on that whole season. I thought Charlie was going to Kool-Aid man through that wall just now. Like, she, she's not even listening. I mean, you want to yeah. talk about just a theme park episode. Yeah. We got to do that. Well, I got I to ride all the rides before we can do a theme park episode about Because I hadn't even been to the new uh, Universal section in Orlando for, like, that, oh, all that yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, but but one episode, Sarah Jean, because she's the, the lone defender of Jurassic Park 3. She's got to be in that episode. Yeah. But before we do that, yeah, uh, I guess we could briefly talk about Fast X. Um, what did everybody uh, think? I I I think I'm in the middle of the both of you. I I it was definitely not my favorite out of the series, not my least favorite. I thought there were some fun moments, but it was really long, and it did the thing that I don't like, which it was it separated everybody in the movie. And also if it has like infinity war syndrome where it's like, it's just building up to like the last movie as opposed to like standing on its own. I think my problem with it, similar to the infinity war thing, infinity war told a complete story, which this one did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it did the fate of the furious thing that I fucking hated where they split everybody up. Yeah. Anyway, I fucking loved it. I know you did. (laughs) I fucking loved it so much. You got to scatter them to the wind and then they all come back and it makes it feel good. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I won't disagree that it it was shitty because it was, but it was (laughs) shitty in all the most delicious original ways. It was the original recipe, Fast and Furious, just with like a KFC budget. It was wonderful. It, it, I, oh God, it made What is a KFC heart. budget? What is a KFC budget? Well, it's like a national chain. It's got that Yum Brands money, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, in this, in this scenario, Universal Studios is Yum Brands. This is, uh, it, they of course, this is, this is the Pepsi of movies. Um, which, which, like, yeah, absolutely. You know? You want Can we get you that want, a shirt in the in the in the was it uh, antique olive the Fast and Furious font? It just says the Pepsi of movies. That's a shirt. <laughs> it is the Pepsi to MCU's Coke, and Coke's going through a bit of a new Coke thing right now. But they'll get back on their horse, you know. And then then I mean, let's be honest. All right, Fast and Furious is real. Should really be like the RC Cola of of movies. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, and it guess is what? Royal Crown, I, baby. I, fucking love royal crown cola too (laughs) oh man yeah so that's i think honestly i feel like that's enough we will we promise you a full episode uh in in the near future um as soon as we can but we're rolling out a new season right now baby and i'm excited about it i watched this movie (laughs) jesus christ i watched it grinning the whole fucking time going this is how you fucking make a movie i was just (laughs) Uh, I was just thinking, I wish I was in the theater to see this right now. It's so good. Seriously. (sighs) Anyway, we're covering Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's the indie season, baby. And, um, boy, I am 
stoked about this. I don't know how we should start this episode. Should we talk about our first memories of Raiders, or should we just do the box office up front? Let's do let's do let's do let's do childhood memories of Raiders. When did everybody first? How did you get introduced to the Indiana Jones franchise? We'll start with you, Peyton. Um. So. I definitely saw this like when I was very young, probably like four or five, maybe even younger than that. But that's like how early I remember it. I definitely remember having the VHS and watching it a bunch of times. Um, And with this movie in particular, um, I remember I would act out like a lot of the scenes uh, in front of the TV while it was playing. Um, it was like this movie in The Little Mermaid. I would act out like s- the scenes from the movie while it was playing. <laughs> well, and boy, also, are you having a hell of a summer? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we, it, yeah, that, I guess that's your. That's your, oh yeah, that's true. I did the same thing with Ghostbusters, like recreate Ghostbusters while watching it. So I guess Raiders is your <laughs> Ghostbusters, I and mean, Little Mermaid is your Ghostbusters. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, and also like. I, my parent, my family went to Disney a lot, like when I was younger. So I knew I was familiar with the Indiana Jones stunt stage show and stuff like from a very young age. Like, so when I was watching the movies, I was also experiencing it in the theme park as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was introduced to Indiana Jones through Muppet Babies. Uh, <laughs> as they would do many parodies, and that's how I was introduced to many, uh, uh, many in uh, uh, IP, uh, as it were. Um, and then, absolutely, I saw the stunt show before I ever saw the movies. Um, I would please, catch. Cli- please, please show some respect on its name. It is the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Spectacular, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I uh, 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 the, when I went uh, on my. Uh, vacation and we went to go see it they cut out the um uh, any fire uh they cut out the whole last sequence with the plane uh they cut out a lot of stuff because uh the fire wasn't working um damn yeah. so well, and this was charlie's first yeah time they cut the it. show in half yeah don't uh, worry everybody we're covering it in an episode <laughs> I think what happened was they got a little like gun shy with the fire after the phantasma thing but Probably. No, it was it was before. Uh, I think it just depends on the weather or something. I don't know if the weather was weird we, that day because the last time we I were, went, they didn't do the second half of the show either, and they we didn't do any fire hopping, effects. When we were park hopping, we went back later, and uh, there were like some people standing out in front, and we were like, "Oh, is, are there like late shows?" It's like, "No, there's a private event." Which like that sounds fucking awesome. Um, but they they did say they confirmed that like they got the fire back up and working and that it was just oh, like okay. down wow. for that day or whatever. But well, the- yeah, there was like they they are ready for it and they do have like that version of it because like the second uh, unit director was like even had a line that's like oh yeah we're gonna have to cut this and this and I thought it was mm-hmm. just like some weird red herring for no reason and yeah uh, and then it was like not in there and Charlie had never seen it before and she was like that that was great I'm like you don't know the fucking half of it. <laughs> At least she you saw the see the best part. Yeah. At yeah. least she saw the fucking boulder come down when last yeah. time I went, the fucking boulder didn't come down. Oh yeah, that's crazy. That, I got it on video. That's fucking shit. Anyway. That's incredible. That's still like I I pulled that up after I pulled up what the actual full show <coughs> is supposed to be. But yeah, I don't think I actually watched these movies in full until I was like in Chicago. That's how old I was. Damn. Um, 
yeah, like I would catch clips here and there on TV, but I never like sat down and watched them like beginning to end. Um, and yeah, except for I had seen Crystal Skull before I'd seen any of the others in full. I guess that's yeah. I guess that's a good thing. That's nothing, nothing but nothing but up for you. So yeah. it set a <laughs> low bar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which which like Crystal Skull is good on its own. I'm sure. What is it? It's got like kind of like Godfather Three stigma to it, you know? Yeah. Like if the movie didn't, it just had a different title. I think it'd be much more regarded. I have a theory. Um, I have a theory about the Indiana Jones movies is that they're only good if it's a biblical thing. The artifact's biblical because I Temple was, of- I was, I was going to start sniffing that out. Yeah. 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 I remember I've only seen crystal skull once and that was when it came out in movie theater. So I am interested in revisiting it for Same. this, but um, it's, yeah, it's, um, but I remember being, I remember thinking that when I saw it, I remember thinking, I think Aliens was just like a step too far for the Indiana Jones universe. It was just, like how I felt when I watched Hobbs and Shaw. Like I, it didn't feel like it fit with with my idea of what the indie universe was like. George Lucas is like, Steven. <laughs> Steven, you're not even doing it for the past 40 years. <laughs> what is it, George? <laughs> Two words. Aliens. <laughs> Two words, alien. He walked it. George Lucas walked into Steven Spielberg's office, wrote on the chalkboard, alien, added an S, put a line through it, and said, This is our next Indiana Jones movie. But, and then he stuck around and uh, uh, after the S, wrote an H I A on the board as well. <laughs> alien shit. Uh, one word. Um. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, so on the drive down to Florida, uh, Charlie put this podcast on that was super fucking fascinating called, uh, data versus dogma. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's, and it's, you know, uh, like a very academic, you know, but still conversational show about, um, just kind of like the stories in the Bible and kind of like where they come from and all that stuff. And I just remember like sitting in the passenger seat, like I'll close my eyes trying to go to sleep, but just thinking like these stories are fucking like dope. And like, if you were to just turn them into movies themselves, that'd be, Oh, that's Indiana Jones. Yeah. If you were to just like, Oh man, the, wh- what if the Bible, but real, there's just Indiana Jones. Yeah. And guess what? That shit works. Yeah. It does fucking work. Um, but yeah, my origin story with Indiana Jones, my, um, I don't know if it was my dad, but like, or, uh, was just a like member of Columbia house and like went into that catalog and was like, yeah, I'm buying all the good ones. All the f- like, <laughs> back to the future. Got them. Raiders. Got them. Fucking, uh, they got Showtime one time and they happened to fucking be showing every single goddamn great movie on Showtime. So I got a VHS tape. In the house somewhere, because I took all the VHS tapes from my parents' house. It's got fucking, the, I think it's first two lethal weapons and throw mama on the train on the same. <laughs> anyway, we had a bunch of, and that those were just the, the VHS is just rotating on constant repeat was the Bat and Future movies and the Indiana Jones movies. And then imagine my surprise with me, a man obsessed, a boy even back then, obsessed with... <laughs> 
stunt shows went to MGM Studios and saw there was a fucking Indiana Jones stunt show. I, oh my God, it was the greatest goddamn thing ever. I wanted to be Indiana Jones, <laughs> but I realized I, you, I couldn't oh, sorry, because the biblical stuff didn't wasn't real. But I could be a <laughs> Ghostbuster because that was a documentary to me. Damn it! Anyway, uh, I love how the the stunt spectacular was pivotal in all of our uh, stories, and I'll just I'll just say right now, just like having seen the show and the movie in in, in the same month, man. That- Fucking stunt spectaculars, excellent. Like I mean, even even having it cut in half, like they nailed it. So you just saw the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Now, if the if the flying wing and all the fire was in it, it would have been the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. And, right, yes, yes. That, oh, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, but well, even yeah, even getting just like yeah the 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 half experience and then just watching this, just like still having those core memories of that spectacular and like the the airplane scene is just like yeah that's a full ass full-sized airplane yeah that they're messing with out here ah yeah when when you see the stunt show and they they move the buildings and it reveals like the 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 airplane and just the whole yard you're like Oh my god, I can't believe all that shit was back there. I'm pretty sure as a little kid, I probably did a lap around the goddamn auditorium when I saw when they fucking moved that building <laughs> and that fucking plane was there. It's it's movie magic. Like it it's, is. Yeah, it's fake it is. ass movie magic, yes. but it's real movie magic to me. That's damn the shit it. that I'm talking about. That's what I That's- love. I love and I love when you can see it in the movie too. Like yeah. in this one, when he knocks over that wall so they can get out. Oh, the map room or not the map? Yeah, it was no, it wasn't the map room. With the the well of where, souls. The well of souls. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, like that wall crumbling down is just like, oh, look at all that styrofoam. Yeah. 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 This, this reeks of Elstree Studios. Anyway, <laughs> that's like, um, I found out Regina, my girlfriend has not seen the Epic Stunt Spectacular. Apparently her family has been to Walt Disney World countless times. I don't know, probably like six and times. And they've never gone to the Stunt no, Spectacular? No. And like, it's, it's, she has, it's her and two brothers. And she was just like, yeah, we were probably too, you know, too wound up to like sit down for anything. And yeah, I was just like, yeah. to fucking sit, not sit down for that though? <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, they that fucking is, move a building and there's a plane behind it. That is tailor made for wound up kids, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, uh, side note on the Sinbad uh, stunt show at Islands of Adventure. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, the, the the funniest experience at a theme park ever happened there, where um, Sinbad was fighting this guy, and like Sinbad was like, "What should I do?" Like fighting the guy, and a little kid, crystal clear, yelled, "Just kick him in the wiener." <laughs> <laughs> And like even the guy playing like the the bad guy and Sinbad both like they, they fuck kayfabe was just fucking broken immediately they fucking died laughing they were like, oh back to, oh then they had to like you know get back into character oh it was great yeah I gotta be Sinbad you know what makes me nostalgic is thinking about the the sound effect of uh punching people in those stunt shows it's always like that same sound that's like. <laughs> my 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 dad was one of the volunteers in that show and like he did the the super dad thing of like thinking he figured it out and so like he's like yeah i studied like how they punched each other and so he would just like go around the neighborhood like fake punching all the rest of the dads just like 
Yeah. <laughs> just like bruising his chest. Oh, like hitting his arm? God. Yeah. <laughs> Classic dad. We should probably start we should probably start talking about the movie and save the rest of the stuff for when we talk about the that is true because we will theme do park. a whole like we're gonna do a whole, that's it, this is it we're actually we're we're theme parks first. Uh, no, oh, I thought you meant this is it. This is just this. We're gonna do all all, all the movies and everything in one episode. No, um, <laughs> all right, six hours long. Oh god, it's gonna be great. Uh, so uh, before we get into the movie, we of course got to get into box office numbers, which this one was very very hard to get. I couldn't get um, same reason I couldn't get the Alien box office numbers because mm-hmm. Alien mm-hmm. came out before recorded Too box old. office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alien, you're too old. <laughs> uh, but I was able to scrape together a little bit from multiple websites to find the top four of the weekend of June 12th, 1981, when Raiders came out. And number one at the box office, would you believe it, was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hell yeah. Number two was another movie I love, near and dear to my heart, Clash of the Titans. Oh, hell oh, I yeah. love Clash of the Titans. Yeah. I, I didn't know that that was a popular movie. I thought it was a flop for some reason. Oh, it was. Trust me. It, oh. it, 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 it <laughs> fell quickly after this. Uh, number f- I love Clash of the Titans. Though. I do, too. I love it so much. I watched that movie on my laptop on a fucking Greyhound to Gainesville. <laughs> I will randomly just I remembered quote the doing line, like, a titan against a titan! Like the witches. Anyway. <laughs> The practical effects in that are so good, too. Medusa's so cool looking. Harryhausen. I was so stoked about, like, I was like, they're remaking that shit. Gotta go see it opening night. I was like, man, it could have used more claymation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number three, the box office was another movie that's very hard to find, but I think it's on Hulu now. It is, of course, History of the World Part 1. It nice. is on Hulu now because yeah. they did. Uh, they got uh, History of the World Part Two, which I still yet to watch. Yeah, I, I recently canceled my Hulu subscription, so um, I won't be watching that anytime soon. Uh, and then my number- brother did say it was good. I haven't watched it yet. Hmm. I, I mean, it's got a lot of good people. Yeah, for it sure. Seems like and number four, uh, a mainstay of late night television on HBO, Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. <laughs> I feel like anytime I was up past 1 a.m., this movie was on. Well, I guess I gotta do it. Um, yeah. Maybe, a- the, maybe these were the only four movies that were out. Maybe that's why that's all you could Those find. were the only movies. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a list of, like, box office stuff. And, um... Because Raiders had a very, very weird, uh time at the box office so it what was would you the- like to would you like to go to the movies and see tonight honey <laughs> what do we have we can go see the raiders of the lost ark <laughs> cheech and chong <laughs> and i'm trying to remember the other two already clash of the titans clash of the titans <laughs> and next friday yep that was the other one <laughs> fucking next friday Let's 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 take a look at what was in theaters around this time. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run this down. So that came out, um, yeah, June 12th. The following weekend was Superman two. Hmm. 
And that's oh, what. Oh, wow. And, and Superman 2 broke the box office record. Excuse me. For um, it was uh, the highest weekend debut of all time with $14 million. Aww. That's my favorite. That is my favorite Superman movie. Ah, it's okay. But um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a big Superman fan, so I'll, yeah, I'll be interested yeah. to see what James Gunn does in his um his Superman movies making. But then, like, it, it broke two records. It broke the highest weekend okay. debut of all time, and then it became the first film to have more than one weekend with a gross over ten million dollars. So it um yeah, Superman two was number one for one, two, three, four weeks. And then guess who came back from the dead, baby? That's right. Raiders of the Lost Ark came back July 19th to number one at the box office. And then the next weekend, a Tarzan movie came out. And that came back up the number one. And then Tarzan, I guess, got beat by Empire Strikes Back because they re-released that shit. And then... (laughs) What's number one? A Tarzan picture? Fucking... (laughs) <laughs> Roll that shit back out there, or as my as my pop up would say, a Tarzan picture, <laughs> a Tarzan. <laughs> All right, and then that was August second, and then August 9th, Guess who came back for one, two, three, four, five weeks? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow. And then it was beaten by Arthur, which I, I love Arthur, so that makes sense to me. <laughs> And then Continental Divide was number one after that, which uh, Lawrence Kasdan worked on. I think he did he write or direct? I know he wrote it. Yeah, he just he wrote directed it. it as, oh, he no. didn't direct it. Oh, John uh, Belushi and I watched that on like Encore. Like, yeah, that's in, in middle school and just been like that was not what I expected. But uh, John it was Belushi nice. and Bla- Blair Brown. Yeah, my dad watched that. Used to watch that movie every time it was on Encore. That's the only channel it's legally allowed to play on is Encore. I just remember it being a very nice movie. Yeah. And then, um, what was I going to say? Where are we at on the... So, and then Mommy Dearest, and then Paternity was... That's a Burt Reynolds movie where he's like, I want to impregnate you. That's the poster. <laughs> Love it. He wants to have... He wants you to have his baby. That's what it is. How do you not call that movie From Here to Paternity? <laughs> from Here to Paternity? How do you not call that movie that From Here to Paternity? I don't know. Ask Burt Reynolds who <laughs> who directed Paternity. Now this is another a classic. Oh, it might be Burt Reynolds. That was his. No way, Burt Reynolds didn't direct his own. It stuff. starred Burt Reynolds and half? Harder, Beverly uh, D'Angelo. Yeah, Henry oh. Lee was cop and a half. Um, where are we at? Oh yeah, so that was that. And then the French Lieutenant's Woman, and we're th- this is and now this is Halloween territory because weekend of November first. Guess what? Halloween two, baby. And then, wow, I can't believe all these movies came out in the same year. Oh, wait till you look. I'm gonna pull up other movies that came out around this time. And then, Time Bandits just dominated November, and then Raiders one more time. And then, as December rolled on, it uh, you know, anyway, it was out for a long time. Yeah, this is this is some Top Gun Maverick numbers, but I guess this was before this was before, um. Was this before home video? Yeah. Yes. Before it was like affordable at least. Yeah, because the way home video rolled out was... That was the only way people were watching the movie. Yeah, Yeah. because the way home video rolled out was like... First, movies were like $80 to buy or some shit like that. So that's when like video stores just like, Hey, you want to buy it or do you want to rent it for $2? Yeah. 
Yeah. And they were also just making less mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, here's the um, here are all the movies that came out in June. Just in case you're wondering, like, hey, what are we gonna go see? Go see in June of 1981. You got Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. You got Final Exam, which I think that's yeah, it's a horror movie. Tuck Everlasting, which I didn't know this new one was a remake. Apparently, yeah. Learning something that learned that today. Yeah, uh, Clash of the Titans. You got a re-release of the uh, Jodie uh, Foster Freaky Friday. Oh yeah, I didn't know it had been made before either. Yeah. Uh, two Herbie movies. So you got to go see two re-releases of two Herbie movies. You got Herbie Goes Banana and Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. I know what I'm seeing that weekend. And then, yeah, History of the World Part 1, Raiders, The Cannonball Run. <laughs> Ooh. Which, yeah, the next week after Raiders came out, the, the top three movies were Superman 2, Cannonball Run, and then Raiders. That's a good Anyway, time. you got Superman 2, you got uh, Dragon Slayer, you got For Your Eyes Only, which that baffles me that a fucking James Bond movie didn't get number one in the box office. And then you got The Great Muppet Bonds Caper. is hard. Great Muppet Caper. Oh, I love The Great Muppet Caper. Road Games, which that's, uh, yeah, that's Stacey Keach and Jamie Lee Curtis. And then fucking Stripes. That is your June of 1981. Wow. All right. <laughs> Let's get into the movie now. Oh, yeah. I got to get into the box office numbers. We've talked about this way too long. The budget was $18 million. It made eight point three the opening weekend. And then total gross was $212 million on $18 million. They did pretty well for themselves. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. So the movie uh, made a lot of money back. Uh, that was the whole sum of that box office thing. <laughs> Let's get into it now. You know how capitalism works. Moving on. You know how it works. So, um, I really don't know where to start with this movie. I guess I'll start right at the fucking beginning. Nineteen thirty-six. I love when a movie incorporates the studio title, the studio card into the opening of the movie. Like, I'm a sucker for that shit. Anytime the Paramount Mountain is a mountain in the setting, I'm for it. I watched the behind the scenes on this thing, and then, like, Steven Spielberg, apparently, while they were shooting, I forget where they shot it, um, like Hawaii or whatever, but um, I, I didn't look it up. But, like, while they were shooting all this, all this, uh, the expedition stuff, he was like, you know, it'd be great. And then like, <laughs> and then, uh, they're like, Oh yeah, let's do that. And there's like footage of them holding the fucking paramount lo- like a printout of the paramount logo. <laughs> yes. And like, they're like motion, like it's, it's like shit. I do. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. work, like you're just moving the camera to like, get it. Like, yeah, that looks like look through the viewfinder to see like, and then look at the picture <laughs> uh. and then look at the viewfinder. <laughs> awesome but apparently it was frank marshall jimmy buffett's best friend's idea That's right to uh <laughs> it wasn't his idea steven was like all right frank go find me a mountain that looks just like the paramount logo and then like frank marshall's like you got it boss and frank then- marshall <laughs> hid his bong so hard he found <laughs> He ran into a mountain. I, you know that's how they met, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a head shop in New Orleans. I'm picturing him uh, running around looking for this mountain while turning around from the summer rental soundtracks playing in the background. <laughs> Can we just make that a montage? Uh, he's tur- he's running around trying to find a mountain, but he stumbles upon a volcano that's about to blow. Oh my god, Jimmy! He's like Jimmy. You know that great song you've been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, isn't that around the same time? Or is, is Volcano 79? 
fuck. Th- Either way, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if I told a story that me and Regina were in a record store and she, uh, we were looking at the records and she pulled up Volcano and I yelled, "Give me that!" and took it from her and like <laughs> bought it. Like, and I, and after, and I, I went, and I didn't even stop to the think. Oh, did you want this? I just. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, but I think the main reason she showed it to me was like, here, do you want this? And I just like, nope. I just took it, snatched it from her. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a great boyfriend. Um, oh, God. Anyway, the this the opening of this movie is so fucking great. Look at that. Oh, I forgot. Rip. Yeah. Did oh, we gorgeous. open up a Raider yeah. set? Yeah. I would yeah, pull. I just, uh, I just realized that I had this right here. I, was, I have it. I have it in my bedroom on display, but the uh, Moonraker trading card I have uh, that you gave me. What was I going to say? But yeah, this is. Uh, um, I, I love this opening and all this stuff. And like a funny thing that I noticed this watch around. I noticed a lot of things this watch around. This this watch. Anyway, I'm. Ex- you can tell I'm excited to talk about Indiana Jones. Anyway, <laughs> I also I like the term. I did a yeah. watch around. <laughs> he didn't do a reach around. He did a watch around. Watch around. Uh, yeah, we just did a watch around. But <laughs> uh, it's a mixture of watch and this go around. Watch around. That's what that's what it's become. Anyway, new term. <laughs> but if you look during producer Frank Marshall's credits, there's it's like a wide shot of uh, of Indy um, Alfred Molina's character and the other guy mm-hmm. who plays two roles. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not Harrison Ford in that wide shot because the hat looks way too big on Indiana Jones's head. <laughs> it, go back and watch it, and I feel like that's just they were like, "Oh, Harrison Ford was like, oh, it's a wide shot." Nah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll sit this one out. I'll, I mean, I'll I'll say this though. I guess it sort of plays into that sort of mindset. Like when he does come on screen, oh my god, what a fucking movie star this motherfucker steps yeah. out the shadows after disarming a man with a bullwhip and it's just it's so it's it's it, every character is introduced so fucking well in this movie like his yeah. introduction's dope um marion's is mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. Ugh. and plays it plays into you know what she does later yeah like everything fucking god damn it this movie's firing on all fucking cylinders. That's that's all I can say about it. And it just it. What's weird is that it feels like they cut so much match match weird accents coming out. It feels like they cut so much from it too. Yeah, um, I don't know. And like a lot of it was imp- there was some improvisation in this fucking movie. Like that whole drinking game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know I'm jumping around a lot, but the the drinking game at the end of it, that shit was all improvised with the knife and everything because they oh, wow. they were. Because they were trying to figure out how we're going to get Marion in this dress. Because they mm-hmm. didn't have a reason for her to be in that dress. And then... That's, that sounds about right. Yeah, and then um, Karen Allen and Paul Freeman was like, Oh, well, why don't we do this? And Spielberg's like, Yeah, that's a good idea. Do that. And she's like, well, like what, what? There's a knife over here. And like, Yeah, do that. It's like, Oh, well, how are you going to get the knife? He's like, Oh, what if we bring back that drinking game? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Cinema, baby. I love it. Anyway, yeah, I love Indiana Jones' introduction. And yeah, then, yeah, it's good. And we move on to... I mean, visual, it's a Spielberg movie. Visually, we're going to get a beautiful picture, and we are from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Especially of a, of a very beautiful man. Um, <laughs> yes. Alfred Molina. 
Uh, for Molina. <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, if Alfred Molina was a last minute casting change because when his character dies in the beginning, the the dead body does not look anything like him to me. It was it was 1980. I was thinking the same thing. It was it was night. Listen, this is the 80s. All right, all the best head sculptors were working on Arnold Schwarzenegger movies because that man's head has been remade. Oh, we Rip and I we saw it in the fucking Academy Museum of Arnold Schwarzenegger's head from Terminator. Like I was just like, this head's so famous. Like this is the mold. Like so many people have made heads from this mold. Anyway, so all the best head makers were... Uh, <laughs> they were busy anyway. with Arnold. Yeah, and they were too busy helping out uh, in, the, in the head shot, head shop, helping out Frank Marshall and uh, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, callbacks, baby. We're, we got it. We're, we're still at it, man. We, have it's been a month and a half. A been a month and a half since we've done a fucking podcast. We can still do this shit. Uh, anyway, what am I doing? Alfred Molina... Stay ready. <laughs> Alfred Molina, uh, this is just fun facts for me, but um, Alfred Molina, of course, uh, famously went on to fight more spiders in Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man oh, No true, Way Home. True, true. <laughs> Man, that was too many spiders. Yeah. and yeah, then, uh, But he tells a story in the behind the scene where um, they had like a spider wrangler and like pulled up this crate that had like all these compartments filled with hay, like straw. Mm. And then each one was like a tarantula and they would pull it out. And they put like 20 tarantulas on Afro Molina's body and then they started rolling and Steven Spielberg was like, they're not doing anything. And then the, <laughs> and then the, the spider wrangler was like, Oh, hold on. And like, he goes to a separate case that has another compartment in it and like opens it up and pulls out another spider. And it turns out all the ones in Afro Molina were all male. And the, this one was oh, the female. Oh my separate. God. He put it on Alfred Molina's chest, and all the other spiders were like, fuck, and like started like <laughs> trying to get towards the female uh, spider. The female and, like, spider. and apparently Alfred Molina was like, it was horrible. He's like, that, that was actual so fear scared. on my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely not. Holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah. So like, anyway, I actually what? got, it's funny, I got the Indiana Jones, um, like it's right off to the side over here, but I got the Indiana Jones like diorama Lego set and mm. the Alfred Molina minifig. It's so funny. He has two, like it, the head turns around one of them. He's screaming. The other one, he just looks scared. Mm. So either way, they're both great faces, <laughs> but the back of it's just covered with spiders. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> anyway, check out I that Lego details set. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the Indiana Jones one, like one side's like he's smirking and the other side is just him covered with cobwebs. Like when he runs out. <laughs> Uh, th- this is a funny thing from my childhood. Whenever they get through this temple, um, he does the stay out of the light thing and they're like, why? And then he holds his hand up and the spikes come. I'm as a kid, that was a game to me. Like if there was a ray yeah. of light, I would fucking avoid it every fucking time. Um, anyway, I was a weird kid. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into a last crusade, but that movie used to fucking scare the shit out of me as a kid. Um, I don't know why we were. I was allowed to watch these movies. I wouldn't. Would I show a kid these movies now? Not that age. What's a good age for these movies? Do you think? Ten. Yeah, that seems alright. Yeah, that sounds right. Not five. Not five years old. Whenever me and Peyton first saw these fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, because like you. You you, the, you want them to be like mature enough to like understand the content of what's going on, but you don't want it, and you don't want it to like scare them. But also, 
you d- <sighs> yeah i i don't remember what is 10 what grade is 10 fifth, that's like fifth, fourth grade yeah because you also still yeah. don't want them to have lost their sense of adventure and yeah, whimsy fourth grade. yeah know? i don't know like, it's tough by the time you get an adolescent you're just kind of like fucking whatever I think I was more scared of Temple of Doom than I was of this one, but I think I watched Temple of Doom more often than I watched this I one feel as like, a kid. Yeah, I feel like every I feel like Temple of Doom, which we'll probably get we'll obviously get into it more in Temple of Doom, but Temple of Doom has that factor in which it's uh Kihi Kwan as like a little kid sidekick and so like Yeah, that maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. There was like an actual kid in it, so I like put myself in their shoes. Well, yeah, hey, I think it was like me. more marketed towards kit like that's why there was a child mm-hmm. in the movie is because like oh yeah let's give him a kid sidekick we'll sit we'll tell sell a ton of family tickets this movie's like, dark this movie's dark as fuck and invented the pg-13 rating <laughs> right <laughs> uh, let's throw a kid in there just to you know <laughs> even things out yeah oh man steven spielberg oh, was really like Pushing the limits in 1984, he was like, "All right, I got Indiana, got this fucked up Indiana Jones movie, and I got Poltergeist." Yeah, I know the the, the family smokes weed, and there's a bunch of weird, scary <laughs> shit in there. But guess what? Parental guidance, baby. <laughs> this is not restricted. Pushing the boundaries. Oh man, let's see. Uh, something I really loved about this movie is just, especially watching it in 4K on these Blu-rays that came out, what was it last year or the year before? But like the matte paintings, especially when they're they're swinging across that pit, mm-hmm. like just the matte painting of like, just the detail of it. Look, the matte paintings in this movie look so fucking beautiful in 4K. I highly recommend it. They're all on Disney Plus now. Which is that what you watched it on, Peyton? Yeah, yeah. Did they did they change anything? Not that the the only moment that I thought something might be different is late in the movie when they're on the boat and the ark is in the um that like crate and then it starts acting up. There's like a blue like flame effect on it. Is that in the original movie? I don't know. I it's, just didn't know if Greedo showed up and said McClunky. <laughs> that's my, my well, they did it. They did have Jabba just like walking through the the marketplace. I wasn't really sure. <laughs> you think I don't get bored sometimes? Han, Han, Mabugi. <laughs> I re so we rewatched that uh, uh, Star Wars, and that scene's weird because. It takes place after Greedo gets shot, but Greedo is in that scene. Oh, God. <laughs> like, George Lucas is like, well, this has got to be in the movie. Then no, not one person was like, you know, Greedo's in the fucking background, Rob. Like, I hate that fucking- scene so much. <laughs> it clips so bad, too, when Harrison Ford, like, walks over Jabba's tail or whatever. Oh, my God. It's so ugly looking. <sighs> it's like, it's like, it's like South Park animation, yeah. like style animation of him, like, going yeah, over like Jabba's tail. Yeah, like, they cut his him out. <laughs> And, like, <laughs> floated his little figure over it. <laughs> uh, wait till we cover those and then get the. It, it was, hold on, it sounded like a fucking jib jab at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
A jib Jabba. <laughs> and Jabba's so small too. It's so weird. <laughs> it's it's fucking weird, man. I guess I guess in the in the whatever how many years it took from he, a new he got hope really to big, return, yeah. he's just like yeah. He said, like, Fuck it. Maybe maybe he ate Greedo. He was like, We just yeah. got a body here, why don't you just fucking eat him? <laughs> so fucking weird. McClunky. Anyway, I was yeah. I think the only thing I really noticed in the in the Blu-rays, besides like um, higher resolution, obviously, is um, they got rid of that glare that's on the when the cobra pops up. They got rid of that yeah. reflection. Mm-hmm. That's like the only thing they touched, really. That nice. and they they recolor graded the um, crystal skull, and so it doesn't look like a, it has an Instagram filter over it because that movie <laughs> looked fucking weird. I've seen it in the theater. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, matte paintings are good. Fun fact: the boulder was made out of fiberglass. There you go. Yeah. Um. Let's see. This, this my notes in this movie are just like pointing weird shit out. Like the plane, Jock's plane, uh, has OBCPO on the sign, which I don't know if that's a reference to C three PO and Obi Wan Kenobi. Maybe. Oh. Oh, yeah. I think it is actually. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this is the. This is another. Uh, the him hating snakes is yeah. set up so fucking well. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. oh, anyway, uh, his two biggest like, I mean, he's got other flaws. So mm-hmm. well, it's a well, you know, he's got he's got a character. few he's got a few flaws. Yeah, but I love that two of his his <laughs> negative traits are well, not negative traits, but just like. He's a, he's afraid of snakes. Weakness, weaknesses, weaknesses, weaknesses. Yeah. He's afraid of snakes, and he's not a great speller. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to like in college write "love you" on my eyelids and just sit in the front row <laughs> just to fuck with a professor. <laughs> <laughs> or like go into a like oh that's a good prank here's a free prank for your listeners if you're in college write love you and go to a class that's not yours and sit in the front row specifically in archaeology and then class. slowly close your eyes so that the professor can read your eyelids <laughs> I uh I took it <laughs> the rest of the class is like what the fuck's he doing just staring at her I, w- I would love to be the guy in the back row the one guy in the class who gives him an apple um like, what the fuck's he doing uh the one gay kid at, at, in Mindy's class he's like it was written on my eyelids too he just couldn't see me because I was in the back <laughs> I actually took an art like uh I took like a paleontology not paleontology um it's not archaeology, but it's it's something else. Um, anthropology. Geology? Anthropology. I took an anthropology class in college, and the guy was like, "They were like, there's like he had like this thing outside of his door. It was like name of colleges like Indiana Jones, and like he was like the farthest thing from Indiana Jones. He was just like a he was just like <laughs> an old white nerdy guy. He was just like, yeah, this is what we you know, this is one thing. <laughs> and there's like pictures of him like down in Honduras, like digging up stuff. He's like, yeah, I just dig up a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, oh, you don't fucking raid any tombs. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Laura. You're not Lara Croft Tomb Raider. <laughs> I happened to like walk by his desk one day and he had two Glocks just sitting there in <laughs> in the drawer. And he wore very, very short shorts. Yeah, they were next to short shorts. <laughs> uh, man, anyway. 
anyway, that was a fun class because um, there was a guy who just annoyed the fuck out of him. You can tell <laughs> this guy annoyed the professor. And then uh, this guy, uh, every summer they went on like an arc, like the they took like a select group of people from like that major or whatever mm. to um, like down to Honduras or another like a Central America country and um, to like dig for artifacts. And like that guy was going and I was just like, oh, I want to see that that movie. Like it's like, what about Bob beats Indiana Jones? Like you just <laughs> fucking just don't want that guy to be there. He just, oh, it was so funny. <laughs> Anyway, um, little sidetrack. Yeah, I love um, Denholm Elliott as Martin Brody. Um, he's really missed in Temple of Doom and then fucking Last Crusade, baby. I think that's the movie I'm most excited to talk about is actually his Last Crusade. <laughs> the ultimate dad movie. Uh, what do I have? Yeah, Hot for Teacher. Fun fact, when they go to meet the military guys, one of those guys is Porkins from Star Wars. Oh. Okay. The one that at the end of it, he's like, top men. Anyway, that's Porkins. <laughs> and uh, I just love all the all the casting between Star Wars and Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Because you got Julian Glover, of course, um, who plays Richard Donovan in Last Crusade. It's also, like, I guess, like, the ADAC commander in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. He's also one of the villains in um, one of the James Bond movies. And he's in Tar, which... I was the only person in the theater, but I hooted and hollered whenever Julian Glover popped up on screen in, in Tar. Anyway, go see Nick Tar. screaming like it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> For fucking real. My favorite uh, my favorite review of Fablemans on Letterboxd was like uh, just talking about <laughs> people screaming about David Lynch like he's in a fucking Marvel movie. Yeah. When he shows up at the end. Like he's like fucking Nick Fury. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh. They, this scene right here with the, uh, whatchamacallit, talking about the Arkanaut stuff, that's mm-hmm. that's how you do a fucking exposition scene. Yeah. Yeah. D- it's It seems very natural. It doesn't seem like just dumped in there to give you information. You don't well, have... It's, like, from the start of this movie, uh, back in the, the jungle, they, they deliver exposition in... God damn, this is such a, like a fucking good, smart, and clever movie. Uh, like, they don't just say, like, when the other two trackers, like, see the poison darts, they don't say, ah, poison darts. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, it's fresh poison. Because you know what? It's a fucking dart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just describe, you know, fucking get into it. Ah. Like, when he, he's like, poison's still fresh, three days. Poison's still following fresh, us. Yeah. The following us. <laughs> that's me watching this movie is me saying the line right before they say it. That's I'm sorry, that's the movie experience watching Indiana Jones with me because I know the yeah. fucking line. But yeah, so that was just like a micro example of of what you were talking about for that giant exposition dump that didn't feel like anything. Well that's like comes back to the snake thing. Like there's a snake in his lap mm-hmm. and he's like, here's a character trait. I hate these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the f- Oh, come on. Show a little backbone. That's just my pet stink, Reggie. <laughs> Didn't know if his name was Jock or Jacques for the longest time. Because Harrison Ford calls him Jacques. But it's Jock in the credits. Anyway. Yeah. That mystery's been solved, everybody. <laughs> Myth busted. Case closed. 
so this seems dope as fuck. Like, yeah, just explaining. And like, this movie is so fucking simple. That's another reason why it's so fucking good. Because it's like, this thing, like, we need you to get this thing because these fucking bad guys are going to get this thing. And then remember when Nazis were her- bad? When people, <laughs> yeah. When we were allowed to say Nazis are bad. Yeah. <laughs> punch them and kick them and, 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 and dice them up. Yeah. Um, so I hate to be the guy that's like, oh, the worst person you know made a point. But also back at the beginning, towards the beginning of the movie, uh, when Belloc steals the idol mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's got like all the the tribal warriors behind him of the mm-hmm. local tribe that this the, is being, you know. The Hovitos. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> um, You know, he's like, yeah, if you had taken the time and care to actually learn their language, yeah, uh, maybe they'd be on your side. And it's yeah. like, no, no, he's damn right. It, yeah. The fucking Nazis <laughs> right about this. Um, Here's the thing, and, though. He's not a Nazi. He he's just he's just a capitalist. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you collected a paycheck from the Nazis, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and call you a Nazi. Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but uh, 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 yeah, I it, it, it is. Interesting to like go back and, and watch this, trying to like reckon with the whole you know antiquities of it all, um, and the the, mm-hmm. the ethical dilemmas of like you know it belongs in a museum. Not that this was from the movie, but um, still that's, like that's in, that's in the third movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it's not that that's in this movie. Yeah, but um, you know, it's still like yeah, you're. It's like well, if it's if they're trying to steal it to keep it out of the hands of fucking Nazis, then I, it's just a fine. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been interesting watching that through like a modern lens. Um, it is very strange that like, he's taken this fertility idol from this temple that was like run by these people who were obviously still there. Yeah. Like yeah. This tribe of people. Yeah, that and and even at the end, uh, where when he's trying to like you know figure out what the fuck they're doing with the ark, and he's like, no, the money's fine. No, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's not my issue. So he's like, not gonna rebuke the money. Yeah, I feel like Indy's whole thing is that he just wants to study and like learn. Sure, because that's that but was he his is biggest- also selling to the British Museum as well. It's 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 Marcus Brody's museum. It's not the British Museum. It's the the one down at Marshall College. <laughs> well, which, and he's still selling to museums. A a, a British man, but uh, yes. what's going to say? But yeah, he's still selling to it. But like, I think I feel like I'm not trying to defend Indiana Jones. No, I get it. I'm trying to find the the loophole too. Yeah, <laughs> you but know, like I, I believe his whole thing is like, uh. I want to learn about these civilizations and all this stuff and like learn about the art. Cause that's what, that was his fucking big, Pardon like me. that's what he was pissed off the most about at the end. It's like, Oh, you just took it away before we can fucking look at it. I saw goddamn ghouls come out of that thing. I can't <laughs> fucking research it. You fucking kidding me right now? I saw a man's face melt. I saw a head explode behind. Actually, I didn't see any of this stuff because my say, eyes were closed. His eyes were closed. <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell happened. He he opened his eyes and everything was gone. He's like, I need to know what happened. Which, by the way, now that I think about it, it's probably good that the U.S. took the Ark and set it away because yes. any, anyone would have been like, 
I don't know what the big fuss was about. Let's just let's crack this baby open and see what happened. Yeah, he would have gotten us in, in so much worse shit. Uh, anyway. so Honestly, pro- if if they would have just taken it straight to Hitler, boy, oh boy, what a headache, uh, you know. Here, uh, here's, here's the main argument about this movie. If Indiana Jones had just stayed his ass at home, shit would have just played out like it would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh no no oh, no no hold on no this is breaking my brain right now because he he didn't even matter yeah <laughs> what are we doing but he got paid he got paid for getting the arc though the only so. thing that yeah the only thing was he got, he got he got paid for his troubles he got paid <laughs> he got paid and he made a love connection for that's his time that's, well, a reconnection. By the yeah. way, Karen Allen. I'm going to uh, use a term uh, uh, coined by my friend Tim Anderson in college uh, once to uh, 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 describe Chelsea Peretti. Uh, Babe Deluxe. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why wasn't she she's like... She's a smoke show. She's, yeah. uh, she's incredible. Not only is she a smoke show, but she's a spark plug. Like, yeah. She was so goddamn charismatic throughout this whole fucking thing. Honestly, like, look, it was effortless. She was so effortless. effortless. Yeah, I know. She's such a great actress. I love her in Scrooge too. Oh, oh my god, her in Scrooge. Yeah, I I, I jokingly texted uh, Rip and Peyton before this. Like, we're just going to talk about how much of a smoke show Harrison Ford was. But like, like Karen and Allen and Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say Karen Allen in the Sandlot. Fucking but... Starman, maybe? Her and Jeff Bridges? That love connection? Anyway. I need to I need to watch Starman. I haven't seen that one. Oh, my but, God. But I... de- definitely, Karen Allen's definitely such an underrated actress. I think she's so talented, and I yeah. do wonder why she... She's like only been in Hollywood. 65 movies. Yeah. She, I, she's yeah, like, she like yeah, owns like a ranch selective. or something now. Good for her. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, she's just hanging out, collecting the indie money. Yeah. I do want to see. I'm interested to see. I've never seen Animal House, and apparently that's why Spielberg uh, casted her for this film. Because I'm like, I was like, she must have really been performing, like she, giving something. She, she's fucking great. In now. Animal House. She's, she is great. For him Animal to be House, like, oh, totally she's different. she should be in Indiana Jones. And, like, kind of like a totally different vibe. She's like very, yeah. like, Doe-eyed in, yeah. in Animal House. She's like a she's this, like a like a really artsy mm-hmm, she's like yeah. an artsy student in Animal House. Whereas there are yeah. all these other frat dudes, and she's yeah. like yeah. Um, um, it it is. Uh, I think if you if you take her out of this movie and and replace her with with in a like an equal of the time, like I feel like her performance is what puts a viewing over the top as you're watching it. Like, obviously you're going to come to, you know, for all that great Harrison Ford and it's going to be great. And then when you get there, it's like, Oh fuck. This is why it's what she's adding to the gumbo. Mm -hmm. That is why this movie fucking cooks and bangs on as many cylinders as it does because she can, she can carry whole stretches of the movie by herself. Right. It's one of the reasons why when Temple of Doom came out and they had like uh, Kate Capshaw as this like damsel in distress, like stupid, like she's not stupid, but like, well, kind of, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it was stereotypical, a stereotypical, like, yeah, 
it it's more yeah it's it's more stereotypical if she falls more into the general mold of like what they're expecting yeah so and like, i feel go, like go ahead i'll go ahead and finish your thought nick i was gonna say to go from yeah to go from karen allen to her and yeah. like that just is like it's a complete fucking 180 and it's like yeah. they should not have gone that direction i feel i also feel like karen allen brought probably brought a lot of that to the film that like mm-hmm. maybe that wasn't on the page and maybe Cape Catshaw just kind of brought, I mean, that character is definitely written as more um, shallow and materialistic, but, uh, but I, th- I also think like from what you're saying about like the whole knife thing and the drinking game, like being improv on Karen Allen's part and stuff like that. I think she brought more to the character than when, than what was on the page as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's, anyway, yeah, she's, um, I mean, so good that she's, like, the only, you know, fe- like, uh, what you call it, love interest they brought back. Yeah. Which yeah. I, don't, I, I don't even know if she's in the new one, which I hope they did, I probably did that bullshit they're like, you know, oh, she died or whatever off screen, like they did fucking Sean Connery and, the, and Crystal Skull. Hope I don't do that. I don't know, man. I just... I, I love Karen Allen. She, If we were doing MVP, she might be the MVP of this picture for me. Definitely. And she absolutely maximized her minutes, and I love her. Yeah. I, I, that's end, end of the thought. Yeah. I want to go back for a second just because I got to talk about this. It's, it's a fucking cinematography, fucking director, nerd bullshit. Steven Spielberg doesn't do it as much, but he used to have a, a oneer that he used to do in which he would just do a a single long take and, but the, his wonder was different because he would like move the camera to one shot and then move it, follow the character and go to another shot, stay with them. The scene of Martin talking to Indy about, he's like, uh, you know, they're sending you over there and the arcs, you know, all that stuff that, that scene is like three minutes long and it's, 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 it's all one take and there's six setups, like six shots they go to. And they only cut away to like his a close up of his gun, and then it's over. And like they cut back to it. And anyway, it's you said this guy's great. name was Steven Steven Spielberg, is it? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sounds, uh-huh. He sounds like he's pretty good. Uh-huh. He does. I was like uh, when Peyton and I went to go see E. T. at the Music Box. Uh, I I I think I I don't know if Peyton just heard me mutter. I just like fucking Steven Spielberg, like just <laughs> the sh- like he's so fucking good I, at his job. I <laughs> I had a lot of moments like that with 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 not just like I remember a lot of the ways that he shot Harrison Ford in this movie. Like there were so many shots that I've seen in montages, mm-hmm. and and when you see it just in the context of the movie as a whole, you're just like. God damn these guys! The part, the part when Wendy, Wendy, Indy pulls out that I, I combined whip and Indy, Wendy Anna Jones, yeah. Uh, when he pulls it, that whip out for the first time during the fucking um, like market scene where he like he throws her on the cart and then mm-hmm. he, he spins around that fucking whip. That fucking shit was so iconic that Jimmy Buffett was like, "I need those whip cracks in a song, baby." <laughs> I love how much Jimmy Buff has been brought up naturally during this uh, during this podcast. He's in the network. This is a know? guy wearing a fucking Atlanta Margaritaville shirt, uh, and a guy with the Margaritaville Crocs in arm's length. My fucking oh my, booze in, my booze in a blender. I think they're over here in the corner somewhere. I haven't put those in the kitchen yet. 
anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you know uh, if they if John Williams wasn't available to do the score for this, they were they were gonna ask Jimmy. Oh well, I'm gl- I'm glad Frank- John Williams was available. <laughs> Frank Marshall's like, I got a buddy, I got a buddy of mine. I met him in a head shop. I got he- a guy who does music. Yeah, have you seen Jeff Bridges and Rancho Deluxe? He did the score for that film. <laughs> How do you? F- you heard of, uh, of of country and western? How do you feel about golf and western? Music? <laughs> have you ever heard of tropical rock and roll? Shortened to trop rock. Oh man, have you have you ever heard of Marvin Gardens? I ain't talking about that bullshit Jack Nicholson movie, The King of Marvin Gardens. I'm talking about the songwriter. It's him and his buddy Alvocado. That's right. What were the other names of the core reefers? I need to fucking look those up. Oh, I'm sorry. God. Sorry for this uh this uh sidetrack, Peyton. No, uh, you're good. Massive <laughs> diversion. What what were the core reefers' names? I know look, Peyton, I, I know you're just as invested as as uh, as Nick was, but I'm happy to report that the Margarita Volcano in, in Margaritaville, Orlando is back up and running. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Because Nick texted me on New Year's telling me that they no longer, the volcano no longer dispensed booze into the blender. And it was honestly not a great way to start the year. But you mm-hmm. know what? We turned it around. <laughs> you know? If I had the iPad Turn set up, around. I would play that. Um, God, Buffett World's such a fucking horrible website. It's yep. just like... I'm trying to the part is, the part I'm trying like, to read is covered up by the banner. <laughs> <laughs> Try adjusting uh, uh, the zoom on your browser. Oh my god! Well, I, you know what? They probably fucking sixty-five year old people are trying to go to this website. No, here's the thing: they're doing. They're doing. It's the fucking truth, though. It's like <laughs> they're it's, accounting for their fucking giant text on their phones. Here's the thing, though: it's it's black text over shadows of a palm tree. So, like, some of the words are just blending in with the background. There's and, a secret message in there, Nick. Anyway, um, it. the fake band m- members for the Core Reefers were K Pasa, Miss Kitty Litter, um, <laughs> the legendary Marvin Gardens, and then one of them was Alvocado. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, anyway, Miss Kitty Litter. So good. Get uh, better, Jimmy. Track, Get well please. soon. Is he? Is he not at the? Not yeah, he he. Well, he was back in the hospital. Yeah, I knew he was back in the hospital, but I didn't yeah. know if he was. He sent an update out. I think I haven't seen that. Still, just <sighs> stay in good health. I have a Google Live alert. God have damn it! A, I have a Google alert for Jimmy Buffett, so that's how I get it. <laughs> I, I, I do too. It's called my mother texting me. Did you hear about Jimmy? Yeah, By the way, she, I, she fucking texted me that night. Peyton, when Rip was down in Florida, he called me. Rip never calls me. He had his mom on speakerphone. <laughs> I fucking forgot about this. And she wanted to talk to me about the movie Mat- a Matinee starring John Goodman and directed by Joe Dante. And she was like, and she didn't know the name of the movie, though. She was like, it was a movie. It had, oh, who was in it? It was it was called Matinee. Who was in that? I was like, oh, you talking about Matinee starring John Goodman directed by Joe Dante? <laughs> anyway. This the whole time because they they shot uh the exteriors at the Coco Village Playhouse where we had earlier that day seen a 
a well-produced production of Mary Poppins, let me say that. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and she wouldn't shut the fuck up about this this movie. So I'm just so much so you had to you call me. You know who appreciate up. this? Nick Latham. <laughs> and by the way, Rip, I didn't say it on the, uh, couldn't say it on the phone, obviously, but your mom has the most Baltimore accent I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that accent was thick. Uh, uh. She gives uh, uh, Wayne Jenkins a run for her money, man. Yeah, that was great. Um, all right. So, yeah, Marion. Um, Marion, funny enough, Lawrence Kasdan, his wife's grandmother's name was Marion, and he was, like, really fond of her. And then there was a street he used to drive by named Ravenwood a lot. So that's how Lawrence Cab- Kasdan named Marion Ravenwood. Hey, there you man. go. As simple as that. A little fun for What a... So that was, hold on, a, a grandmother-in-law, and then what street? That's a street called Ravenswood. Ravenwood. Not the one in Chicago, just but like- one that prob- he passed? I think one in, probably probably one in LA or something like that. But it was just a street that he passed, and he's like, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, All right, so then what's your, what what is your uh, Marion Ravenwood name then? Uh, well, I don't have a grandmother-in-law. Let's see. Would be, like closest thing to it. <sighs> Man, I'm just thinking about my grandmother. Mine would be- uh, God, I don't even know. Come back to me. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the name is, but uh, uh, let's see. Uh, name of the grandmother-in-law to be and a street I've passed. Let's say... Uh, <laughs> street I've passed. Meemaw Clark. God. <laughs> the government uh. name Meemaw. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> I'm, is, look, I'm going based on the information I have. Is that a is that a, is that a government name, Mima? That's like a that's like a sequel to like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. That's yeah, that, yeah. That, that kind that's of movie. A, that's a that's a sequel to fucking Codename the Cleaners. What are we gonna set up the typewriter? <laughs> right. Government name, Mima. <laughs> just about a, a secret agent grandmother. What if I just showed up one day wearing a shirt that said? Government name grandmother, but in the Indiana Jones font. <laughs> if we had, a, if I had a fucking dollar for every time we made a shirt on here, we we could open up a store. We could uh, go to arcadeaudio.com We could have a shop merch. on Etsy. Arcadeaudio.net/slash/merch. Uh, anyway, do we still have shirts on there? Uh, yeah, <laughs> they don't charge us to keep it up there. So oh, that's good. That's good. That's good to know. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have it up there till everyone abandons the Patreon. <laughs> Which, by the way, thanks everybody. Yeah. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a commentary out real soon. I don't know. I'm just I say that as I look around. Like, no, we're not doing that. Um, we could theoretically do a commentary, but um, anyway, where are we at? Marion punches Indy. That's the note I have. And seeing Steven Spielberg direct that scene is so fucking fun because there's like behind the scenes footage of him directing it. And then it's just like, he's like, oh, Karen Allen's like, what if I do this? And then, and then Steven Spielberg's like, yeah. And then he, and then Harrison comes around and he's like, and Harrison's like, yeah, I could do this. And then, like, it's just the three of them geeking out about making the fucking greatest movie ever made. Oh, fuck it's, oh that's so fun. Uh, anyway. That's that shit, not that, like, to compare the two, but sort of. Like, that's like that moment in um, uh, uh, the fucking Be- Beatles doc, Get Back, when McCartney's just, like, do- doodling around, and he's, like, stumbling into... <laughs> 
And just like watching this shit, just watching creation and inspiration just pop from people, man. The Get Back documentary is so insane because like they break for the day and then Paul comes back and goes, hey, uh, here's two of our biggest hits from this album. I wrote them last night. <laughs> yeah. everything, everything about those that eight those eight hours is just fucking infuriating and amazing god i um i don't know if i talked about Regina. yeah we're gonna record on a roof and this is the shit we're gonna use for the album yeah god, i've always fuck i've always been obsessed with um marion having this drink off with that guy and then when indy shows up she's like she she seems like she's like falling over about to pass out drunk, but then she's like 100% sober as soon as mm-hmm. he shows up. <laughs> uh, I gotta say for the longest time, I thought the, it's an Australian like sailor or, or yeah. something like that. That's, that's who the person is. Yeah. I think until I was 15, I thought that was another woman. That, that she was drinking with <laughs> because he I, does have feminine features yeah yeah it's like the kid from Jurassic Park I thought that was a girl for the longest time <laughs> I, I can see it yeah it's um, the eyes the the brother in Teen Witch I can never tell if it's <laughs> a brother or sister uh, th- so like while we're at this this fight scene I always forget every time I come back to this movie and I'm, I'm, I'm quite jarred every time at how violent this movie is. Yeah, dude, they, it's fucking, wild. they squib it up, baby. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God. I love squibs. Uh, I love, I love, uh, stunt squibs. I love June squibs, squibs all around, baby. Uh, June squib is the best, uh, I, I need to watch rewatch Hubie Halloween. That reminds me, the um, there's a part later in the movie that we're talking about squibs, where when Marion quote unquote is on the truck and Indy shooting at the truck and a guy shooting back at him, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford like pulls the trigger and like you see like blanks like fire come out of the end of the gun or whatever because he's shooting. Motherfucker's already got two blood splotches on his robe, so it's as if like. Yeah, those squibs blew up, but we'll fucking reshoot it anyway. Anyway. <laughs> God, Squib City, man. I want to live there. <laughs> that would be very painful because he's like, yeah, we got micro explosives all over our bodies at all times. Squib billies. There you go. <laughs> the, um, I, I love I'm it when sorry. It, I love it when an idea is introduced and then Peyton just goes. <laughs> There you go. Hey, you, know what? <laughs> you sure did say that thing. I would love it if a listener went back and just made a montage of all the times that Peyton has said, there you go. Yeah. It's, it's just him going, yep, that was an idea. <laughs> there you go. That was uh, me. That was me when Fast X ended. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, the thing. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> Bravo. Good job, everybody. Uh I need to go back and cause I was editing the the recapping episode and I was just like, I just need a soundboard of just Peyton's reactions to this trailer. Cause it's just Peyton going Cause isolated, because we record on Zoom, so like it's like three different audio tracks. Just Peyton isolated, it's just like, oh no. <laughs> it's just like oh no it's like quiet for five seconds because one of somebody else is talking and then you just hear 
get him, Vin. <laughs> and, like, and, then, and then you see her. Like, <gasps> um, <laughs> Nick, can you? Here's here we go. Speaking oh, of Patreon, shit. can you cut, just cut that and and put it on the and just Peyton's solo reaction to the Fast X trailer? Yeah, or or um, like yeah, can we? Like, can we uh, just put that put put it over the trailer? Put the audio over the trailer. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh no. Get him. Get him, Ben. <gasps> What's gonna happen? One of the <laughs> one of the creepiest people ever in film is that the Nazi that's coming after the. Oh, you talking about Tote? Yeah, Tote. I have I have a bag. I don't use it obviously because the Nazi's on it, but it's Tote like. <laughs> It's Tote holding his hand up, and like he's got the burn oh, on his with hand. Oh, yeah, the burn. And it says Tote bag. It's so fucking That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, it's a good bag. But um, yeah. Anyway, Ronald Lacey trivia for this guy. Ronald Lacey, he was like a character actor for the longest time, and then he couldn't catch a break, so he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna become an agent." And then at that time, Steven Spielberg was like, "Hey, do you wanna you wanna be in Raiders?" And he's like, "Yeah, I guess." And then like his career <laughs> went from there. Like so. Uh, 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 talk about a, a, a tote bit. How about uh, t- Tote's hanger bit when he enters the tent? Oh, it's so oh, good. That's such a good fucking bit. And honestly, I'm shocked it's not ripped off like at all, he, much less more often. Well, here's the thing. Steven Spielberg ripped himself off from that because that was a bit that was cut from 1941. Like, Christopher Lee did it in 1941. Oh, that would have maybe made it, uh, uh, given in that movie, a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because that was a bit, apparently, that Steven just had in his back pocket. And he just he kept finding places, trying to find places to put it. I am fucking... all for that shit. Yeah, because uh, there's the um, the fucking codpiece gun in from Dust Till Dawn was oh, originally yeah. supposed to be in like Desperado or something. Desperado, yes. Yeah, and got cut from that, and it's like, oh, I'm 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 happy to see when like you know ideas are repurposed and and not like lost to you know. Well, apparently, editing. um. Quentin Tarantino wrote the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen like speech into like two scripts before he put it in Pulp Fiction. Like he was like writing a script and he was like he abandoned that, but he's like I'm gonna take that bit, like put that in my yeah. back pocket. Keep shit on the back burner. Fucking you know, do it, you baby. ain't gotta you ain't gotta fucking torch it. Yeah, just because you didn't use it for the one thing. I love that shit. Yeah, but yeah, um, Tote is such a fucking like I I. I, I this is my theory. This movie set up the three types of villains that we see for the next 40 years. Yeah, There's absolutely. Like, like French guy, <laughs> Nazi, and uh-huh. creep, creepy guy. Those are the three <laughs> bad guys in this movie. Go go through and watch any American movie. Uh, it's got to be an American uh, film. And, <laughs> and, and the villain for that movie falls into those three categories. <laughs> I think like Bond films it probably works for it too. You would know better than I would. Oh, yeah. Mo- 100%. Uh, I would love, to, I would absolutely read, and uh, we could maybe even post it on the Patreon, your uh, film class paper uh, with that thesis. 
<laughs> I was actually talking with a coworker today, and we we're talking about because um, we, we we this has been brought up in the pot a lot, but like especially with like the Friday movies, where like shit does not hold up, and a lot of the stuff we love came out between 1999 and 2007. And we were talking about that today, and then, like, I said 2007, and, like, really, after 2007, you don't really see a lot of, like, casually racist, like, problematic movies. And then uh, my coworker was like, well, he's like, well, that's probably because he was like, because of Obama. Like, just as a joke, and I was like, you might be fucking right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, we have a black president. We cannot, we cannot put these jokes in these movies anymore. Hey, hey, hey. Act right. Act right. In front of your president. Hollywood. (laughs) So that is that in itself could be a paper that you could write about. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Damn. That's interesting. Uh, I wonder if that's that feels like that's territory that could have possibly been covered by now. But I don't know. I haven't. You think as much time as like we've all collectively spent on like film, Twitter and letterbox, like we would have come across something like because like yeah. um, I feel like the first like real. I don't know. I don't know. Was American Pie like 2000, 2001? 99, I think. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. 99. Like it really started off. With, like, <laughs> American Pie was like the first one. Yeah, it was like the big return of the raunchy comedy. Yeah, and then the, the last teen comedy, and the last like big gasp was like uh, fucking Rob American Zombie's Pie Halloween. Oh, no, I was gonna say Rob Reagan. Zombie's Halloween because <laughs> <clears throat> Rob Zombie's Halloween that movie. Yeah, I mean it's good, but like the fucking humor in that is just like yeah. straight up just dirtbag humor. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so I know you got all your trivia, Nick. Uh, I, I don't know if. This is on there, but uh, I saw that the real reason why Tom Selleck didn't get the role of Indiana Jones is that uh, between him and Belloc's combined arm hair, it would have been a massive fire hazard around any open flame. Yes, especially in this scene. They they wrote yeah. this. They were like, we got two things. We got we got the fire scene or Tom mm-hmm. Selleck, and we got to keep the fire scene. <laughs> what, what I think is funny about the casting of this movie is that, of course, yeah, Tom Selleck was originally going to be cast. Everybody knows this shit because yeah. of Magna P.I., but Tim Matheson was the other one who was uh, Karen Allen's co-star in Animal House. Yeah, but... And a little fun little trivia for everybody. Tim Matheson did the voice of Johnny Quest back when he was a little kid. Oh. Well, there you go. Anyway. I just know this from the Wikipedia page because I just looked at it. But apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently Danny DeVito was supposed to play Sala. Yeah, that was uh, that was Steven Spielberg's first choice, but he couldn't <laughs> do it because of Taxi. That, this would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, I was gonna say that was probably for the best. <laughs> this would have been romancing with the stone. And that's what I said. Like, yeah, like uh, Zemeckis was like, "Hold up, who did you try to kiss?" Us uh, Robert Zemeckis said, "It is currently the year of our Lord, nineteen hundred and eighty-four, and Taxi ended in the year nineteen hundred and eighty-three. Guess who I can get, baby? Devito, hey, De Palma, get over here, Devito. Get, hey, hey." 
Hold off on throwing your mama from a train. I want you to be over here. I want you to help me romance this stone. Yeah, my name is Robert Zemeckis. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Michael Douglas. (laughs) We want you to be at our movie. That's Kathleen Turner. Hi, I'm Kathleen Turner. Turner. (laughs) One of my favorite super ego bits is uh, it's like a family feud sketch, and like Matt Gurley's doing this big like. Hi. He's like, oh, he's like, uh, hello. It just sounds weird. He goes, yeah, I'm a yeah. little girl, but I sound like the Kathleen Turner. And it's so the, the Kathleen funny. Turner. Uh, I say that line like five times a day. And I have to say that voice. I look like a little girl, but I sound like the Kathleen Turner. The Kathleen Turner sounds like a fucking character in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> She'll turn you into a Kathleen. She's the Kathleen Turner. <laughs> God damn. Never miss the beat. We're so good at this. Everyone, listen and praise us. Uh, <laughs> fucking rate us five stars. And if you rate us one star, Let's fucking start, explain tell why. Us why. <laughs> tell us what we did wrong. Uh, I love that during the shootout, that whole scene, um, a barrel gets hit and fucking liquor comes out. And Marion's like, I'm not wasting this. And yeah. fucking, <laughs> uh, Karen Allen, you're the fucking MVP of this movie. You're the fucking Truly. best part. Truly. Uh, anyway. It's, yeah, just, I love that one of Marion's main, uh, main things is that she loves to drink. Yeah. It's such a good character trait. <laughs> Uh yeah, th- this movie just th- this was a movie that was made by people having fun. That's what yeah. it feels like. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. and like being creative and like yeah. coming up with like creative solutions to probably a billion problems that came up along the set and stuff like that. Yeah, something I do like, uh, especially during this whole bar scene, is that um the production designer Norman Reynolds he like worked on the Star Wars mm-hmm. movies and then they. Because he was doing a lot, and of course, he was doing a lot of space shit. And he was like, yeah. he like fucking jumped at the chance to do this movie because he was like, oh, I don't have to fucking design any space things. Fucking sign me up. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to fucking make a bunch of car parts pass for space shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's please go, man. I like, I think it was, I think it was like during the map room. This also might just be because I'm a big old fucking sucker for miniatures. But oh, same. Yeah, I, I love that like, scene. That whole map room scene, I was just like, this must have been a lot of fun to, like, build. Yeah. <clears throat> like, all the sets and, like, all the different, like, it's so, like, textured. Like, the movie, you can feel the fucking movie in a way that you can't with green screen and CGI these days, man. Mm-hmm. I hate to sound like a fuck, that, that guy. Yeah. Uh, but... This, but uh, Christ, this, this, every time this, you go back and watch it, you could fucking touch it with your hands. This movie falls definitely into the same category as like Friday that you can like feel the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's because of the low quality of like the, it just has a, a text, you know, like the grain and like, mm-hmm. I'll say this, the, the movie that most recently it, it, I felt like I could feel, uh, through what it was telling me uh visually was the Florida project. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like good lord, I've never had humidity in a theater like that before. That that um, movie, that movie smells like cigarettes. I, I will say that to this day. <laughs> <laughs> that movie oh, smells yeah. 
Oh, it is it is deep in the drapes. Yeah. <laughs> deep in the drapes. That's a that's a side <laughs> podcast we're coming out with. <laughs> uh but yeah, like production design, like they, they production designed the shit out of this fucking bar yeah. and oh man, the map room, the fucking well of souls. Mm-hmm. Uh something fun a little bit. I know about- those those big like those big like Egyptian creature. I don't yeah. even know what kind of creatures they are, it's but like, like a those Nubis giant or statues. Yeah, Anubis. Yeah. 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 Those are insane. Yeah. Awesome. They're probably all made out of like fucking fiberglass and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love it. Um <clears throat> interesting thing. So two people in this movie have dual roles. One of them is Pat Roach, who Pat Roach is uh he was a stuntman. He's in all three Indiana Jones movies. He plays the sh- big Sherpa. He plays the mechanic that Indy fights, and then he, he in the in Temple of Doom he plays like the leader of the the thuggy like um he's like the slave driver or whatever. And then he has a brief cameo in Last Crusade of uh, he's like running to like stop the blimp. He's just like they they're like oh we don't have a stunt for you to do, but you can just run and wave and like try to stop somebody from doing their job. Uh, and then the other guy, he's uh, his first name is Vic, but he plays he plays the guy with all the darts in his back, and then he plays the Monkey Man. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he did look familiar. Yeah, so uh, he plays also, the roles. Great monkey actor. Oh, fucking oh, yeah. shouts! To oh, that she monkey. slayed. She slayed. Yes, it was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I refer to women as actors. <laughs> Sorry, same fucking job. Um, Can that yeah, be a shirt I, I'm, in the uh, Indiana Jones font? That monkey was a woman. <laughs> that monkey was a woman. <laughs> that, mo- that monkey was a woman. Uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess this movie could pass the Bechdel test. I feel like Karen Allen does a lot of talking to that monkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who turns out to be a villain uh, who turns out wasn't really in on the complete plan either <laughs> yeah they couldn't tell her in monkey you did language what? that yeah, the, the last, dates were poisoned last thing don't eat the dates <laughs> but monkey man you know they're my weakness <laughs> I, uh, before we yeah before we move on and like solid and all this stuff the um that panorama shot where they first come out yeah so um they filmed it in tunisia because uh they went to like they were talking about where to film it and they were like it's like so egypt are we gonna show the pyramids and the sphinx and all that shit and they're like no like oh let's fucking (laughs) film it where we shot star wars we've been there before (laughs) right right and so that's what they did and like even the canyon at the end of the movie (laughs) where he's at the bazooka that's the fucking canyon from um where the jawas get uh, little Arthur in 3PO. Son of a bitch. How about Little that? Arthur? Yeah. That's what I call him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What was I going to say? But the, um, so for the Egypt stuff, when they introduced that panorama shot, they had to go through and be like, hey, uh, go door to door and be like, can you take down your, um, your TV antenna? <laughs> yeah, the movie takes place in 1936. Those those don't exist yet. <laughs> they had to do that, and like they had to like fucking like airbrush the shit out on like fucking because that was before CGI. So you're like, yeah, Alan, yeah. can you fucking crank up the airbrush and get that shit out of there? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, speaking of getting out of there, uh, sorry to just keep jumping around. It feels like, but um, I love these segues you got though. They're great. Uh, you know, we haven't missed. 
a goddamn beat. Uh, Write a five-star review. A-plus segues. <laughs> I love all of Nick's t-shirt ideas. Uh, there you go. I love uh, Peyton's reactions. <laughs> uh they got when when Indy and Marion got like dropped in the cell, the well of souls, the cell of wolves, uh, the well of souls. Man, they pit. got out of the, they got out of there in like five fucking minutes. The Nazis are so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> they're like so dumb. Shoot them in the head. They're so dumb. Yeah, we'll let we're eat, we're too evil. We gotta let snakes get them. And Andy took about as much time as it is to like, like it takes more time to figure out a puzzle in Zelda than it took him to get out of the damn, <laughs> out of the damn well of souls. They just had to, you know, get through that scene from Ghostbusters two, and then, uh, you know, break down a wall before that, and then they, they were out. Uh, since we're talking about that part, I love because um, he like pushes that fucking ro- like block out of the wall and like looks out there and they're magically at the airfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in the wide shot, there's a guy fucking sleeping by the fucking like go back and watch it. There's a guy sleeping right by where they got out, which I was like in my head. I was like, is that just a guy like snapping on the job? Or was there like a deleted scene where they like a guy walked up and was like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And like Andy like. Andy, who am I kidding? Fucking Marion punched the guy out. <laughs> she picked up a pot from somewhere in the wall of yeah. souls and hit him in the head with it. God. But like that 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 this scene that guy brought up so many questions in my brain. Of like there's like so much shit. Like I like coming back to that, they probably cut out like if you oh my god, there's a great with the fertility idol in the beginning of the movie. There's a mm-hmm. fucking great behind the scenes shot of the of the back of it off. And like, there's like oh. motors inside of it, and like, uh, I don't know if the eyes could move because they're like hooked up. That to makes the eyes. sense because the eyes are like kind of sunken in on it. Yeah. yeah. So like, they might have done a thing because they had like, and it was fucking uh, Steven Spielberg with a big ass like you know Martin McFly style like mm-hmm. remote control, fucking moving that shit around. So like, I don't know if the eyes originally move, but in that shot, the guy who was like putting the prop together has like a cigarette that's down to the filter. And he's just like putting that back, that back, back on the fucking idol, and it's just like, oh, they don't make these, they don't make movies like they used to. Well, the smoking, I was surprised to see cigarettes in the in the picture on Disney Plus. I figured like you know they maybe would have like you know gotten rid of that, replaced it with Greedo. Little Greedos and Marion's. Well, they have they have like uh, Jessica Jones and stuff on Disney Plus now, so they can Uh, do stuff. Well, they're eventually going to merge that and Hulu. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's what uh, they 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 got fucking Venom and Deadpool and all that shit on there now. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, We um we just released an episode on uh, Queer Movie Night for Jennifer's Body, and I was like looking it up online today for something. And it came up under Disney Plus, and I was like, "No way that it's streaming on Disney Plus." That was so funny to me. That's that is funny. That's probably. I, know, like I feel Plus. like sometimes streamers just like say that they have a movie, just so you'll click on them. Well, it might be in another country. Oh hmm. yeah, that could be it. Because that's Disney even Plus that's even crazier. Yeah, because like another like because uh, Disney Plus has got like and like other countries has like fucking Die Hard and shit like that on. There. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, all right. Oh, uh, so this whole, first of all, John Reese Davies is solid, is f- fucking, oh, God, I love that character so much. I yeah. love it. 
you miss him in Temple of Doom. They're like, we fucking got him back, baby. We're bringing him for the all the odd number ones because he's in Dial of Destiny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we only reserve Sala for the odd number movies. <laughs> anyway, I always enjoy seeing him in a movie. Um, of course, played Gimli in Lord of the Rings. Uh, fun fact about filming in Tunisia, everybody on set got sick except for Steven Spielberg, who insisted on eating canned food from England. And, like, wow. everybody just got, like, violent diarrhea and, like, threw up and all that stuff. So much so that the whole swordsman bit, this is common knowledge, but Harrison Ford did that because he didn't want to shoot the fight scene because he had to go throw up. So he just fucking <laughs> shot the dude. Like, listen, yeah, I noticed listen, watching Steven. it this time that he was, like, wiping his mouth before he, like, shoots the guy. I was yeah. like, oh, God, he looks rough. Listen, listen, Steven, if I, if I fight this guy, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna do. Um, you got a gun. Yeah, can't I just shoot this guy? <laughs> That's a great bit. Yeah, I know the guy trained for probably six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I know I'm already wearing all brown, but I'm going to shit my fucking pants if I fight this guy. <laughs> all right, we're rolling. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right roll with it. <clears throat> uh, it's a good thing we didn't call him Indiana Brown. <laughs> Speaking of which, man, uh, so, all right, a little bit, um, I, for whatever reason, like, I don't know if it's just from, like, all the different cable watches that I'll do, and, like, I'll sort of, like, tune out after this part, because this is, like, the last part that the stunt show, or the stunt spectacular, the epic sp- stunt spectacular Thank you. Uh, ends at, um, but, like, after the, the whole plane scene, uh, there, uh, uh, the, the whole car, the whole chase scene like for whatever reason is just like not embedded in my brain the way like the rest of this movie is oh uh, i, I, I kind of want to like, save the truck chase out? for the end of it wants, <laughs> for the end of it okay okay um i don't know well I'll, all right then i'll say this for all the 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 running around and and falling down and getting his ass kicked and you know he's this guy's covered in in dirt and gas and blood and and everything Indy is, God, my man must have had the greatest fucking shower of his life after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I could just imagine, like, even in the character motivation of being like, all right, in this scene, I'm like halfway through this day, and I just want to fucking shower. I'm just <laughs> shooting at people because I, oh, the, the more people I kill, the sooner I can take a shower. <laughs> That's what this movie's about. It's about a guy r- rushing to Fighting take a shower. For a shower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you could argue that's, that's what that's, Die Hard's uh, about. That's what any that's action the- movie's about. It's about a guy <laughs> trying to take a shower. It's Dirty Crank. Yeah. <laughs> Can that be the third? Speed, the third? But the guy needs to. But the guy can't smell past this. Uh, that's so stupid. Um, what was I going to say? I, yeah, I want to say that later because the because it's like the biggest fucking set piece of the movie. But the um, trunk, yeah, Marion gets kidnapped. The whole scene with Indy and Belloc, that's fucking great. Um, yeah, explaining archaeology and all that stuff, and him working for the highest bidder and all that shit. Yeah. Basically, the villain explaining his motivations. He's like, I love all the I love all the people turning on Indy in that restaurant, yeah. and then those kids are like, "We have to go, Indy, Uncle Indy, come back home." <laughs> uh, 
I just love uh, it's in the trailer, but he's like, "Do you know what the arc is? It's a transmitter." <laughs> it's like a way of speaking to God. A way of speaking. It's a way of speaking to God. <laughs> no, we get the arc. We get the arc of the continent. Do you want Christopher Walken to show up now? Hi, Andy. Anyway, I'm not done. Anything's- I try to do. Oh my god! Now we just sound like fucking Pedro Pascal from SNL. <laughs> All right, Indiana Jones, what you're gonna do is you're gonna get the Ark of the Covenant. Anyway, can we David put a pen the- in that Ark? <laughs> Let's put a pen in that. It's like it's like a anyway. Uh, but that sets up the line. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I got nothing better to do. Just like fucking yeah, Indiana Jones is fucking done. He's done with his shit. <laughs> Well, yeah, because anyway. he thinks Marion's dead. Yeah. Um, opening the well, the souls, the the motivation of Indy leaving Marion, like finding her and then fucking leaving her, like <laughs> that's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, like normally you see a movie where he's like, oh, I found the girl, I got to shoot my way out of here yeah, and save go. her. Yeah. And he's like, nah, this, this, this is gonna fuck everything up. I can't. I can't yeah. I gotta, I gotta leave you here. I like I like it because it also speaks to. He trusts in her ability to be able to defend herself, and yeah. to, like to escape herself. That like he knows she'll be she'll be alive when he comes back. Yeah, which like how, how can you? She's she's a lovable scamp. How yeah, you kill yeah. Her? yeah. <laughs> Belloc certainly can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Belloc's too horny. He is so horny. <laughs> he has a nerve to wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> You know what it is? I'm horny. Anyway, I'm French. <laughs> he is a Frenchman after all, yeah. I'm French. <laughs> I love that uh, Paul Freeman got cast, and then Steven Spielberg, like his, Paul Freeman's agent called him up and was like, uh, Steven wants to hear your French accent. Paul Freeman's like, fuck. <laughs> I haven't, oh, okay. And then like he goes to Steven Spielberg's office, and he's like, can you do one? He goes, of course, I can do one. It seems like, that's all I needed to hear. You're good. But of course. But of course. <laughs> I can speak French. It is, how do you say, the language of love. <laughs> oh, we? <laughs> oh, we? <laughs> um... I uh, recently watched. Uh, it's called The Long Good Friday, and Paul Freeman plays like he's a he's a, he's like the catalyst. He like sets the movie <laughs> off in motion. But it's like a Bob. It's a movie where Bob Hoskins is like uh, trying to. He's trying to make a deal to like buy land that I'll eventually have where they're going to build the Olympic Games in London in 1988. The movie takes place in 1980. Came out in 1980. Um, Anyway, but it's like this gangster trying to like get like basically become like a billionaire within the next year. But like something happens, and then like uh, people start attacking him, like bombing him, and he's trying to figure out who it is. But anyway, Paul Freeman plays his best friend, who's like sets all this stuff off in motion at the beginning of the movie. And it's anyway, he has a very minor role, but it's just like cool seeing like a pre-indie Paul Freeman in a movie. It's really cool. Anyway. Uh, I highly recommend that movie streaming on the Criterion channel. It's Bob Hoskins. He's just being the most British dude ever. Like, like you fucking <laughs> telling me they're fucking bombing shit. Anyway, bit, would you say this is a bit of a garbage lad movie? What does that mean? 
Uh, it's just a made up genre of, uh, you know, <laughs> la- of just of lads who are dirtbags. Uh, yeah, he's, so he's specifically a- like, yeah, British dirtbag movies. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a British <laughs> dirtbag for sure. I forget who else. Pierce Brosnan. Uh, it's like his first on screen role. And I'm just oh, like, young Pierce Brosnan. And uh, he's right. using a, he uses a silenced pistol at one point. And I'm like, this motherfucker playing James Bond. <laughs> this James Bond. job. That's James what the James Bond, Bond people thought. They're like, "Hey, we gotta let me hi. let me see something." Barbara Broccoli's like, "Ah, well, yeah, we're making a movie in fifteen years called Goldeneye. Can you be in that?" <laughs> Wasn't I he know- like supposed what? He was supposed to be Bond earlier, right? But he couldn't get out of his Remington Steel contract. Yeah, what the fuck is up with these TV shows? Just like we're keeping these people. You can't be in movies because <laughs> once they go to movies, they'll never come back to TV. Yeah. It's just like no Tom Selleck. I just the 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 fucking alternate universe that got the goddamn Tom Selleck and Indiana Jones movie it was. I'm, it's the same universe as the Eric Stoltz Back to the Future. It's the same universe uh, as the uh, what's the other one that you just said? Um, oh, uh, yeah, just all these alternate the the one that I just said the Pierce Brosnan Pierce earlier. Brosnan playing James Bond instead of Timothy Dalton. Yeah, yeah. And Danny DeVito as Solo. Yeah. And Danny DeVito as Solo. <laughs> God. Tom Selleck and Danny DeVito. That actually probably would have been a fun... Oh, wait, yeah, that's just Romancing the Stone. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and it would have been Amy Irving as Marion Ravenswood, so it would have been yeah. a completely different movie. Yeah, or Sean Young. Sean yeah. Young and fucking Batman. That's another yeah. thing. Uh, Instead of... Because uh, she was going to be... Um, instead Sean of Kim Young. Basinger? Yeah, she played. She shot Vicky Bell scenes, but like, oh, okay. got injured in a horseback riding, like while they were filming a scene that was not in the fucking movie. They cut, she got she fucking women got, it hurt. Women she in got, the eighties love to get in horse accidents. I <laughs> could, could you imagine? Could you I swear imagine? to God, Peyton, I thought you were gonna say <laughs> women be loving to fall off horses. <laughs> <laughs> they do in the eighties. In the eighties, for sure. In the eighties. Could you imagine getting in injured? In the old days, remember remember Scarlet's daughter in Gone with the Wind? She died because she fell off the horse. It's true. Because uh, <laughs> she, she was riding side saddle. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> she was inexperienced riding side saddle. <laughs> Could you? This is a movie I have not seen since I was a child, and I remember yeah. that, that, that bit. <laughs> but could you imagine, though, you're shooting a movie, you get hurt during that movie, then they cut that fucking scene out of the movie? Yeah. Like I got, I got hurt doing a deleted scene. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> anyway, speaking of deleted scenes, my segues aren't as good. The uh, <laughs> when they open the well of the souls, and then like it's such the best setup and payoff of Indy. You finally discovered the thing. What's stopping you? The thing Snakes. you fear the most. <laughs> oh. I love I love the uh Solace says asps, very dangerous. And then yes. he's like, You go first. You go first. Yeah. <laughs> asps. Very dangerous. You go first. Indy's <laughs> like in the in the sand snakes. having a panic attack about having to go into the snakes. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the part that fucking I did not notice it until this time, but India like I guess it's because I watched it in 4K. Fucking Harrison Ford's lip is like quivering so much when that he's cobra so, pops up. His act, yeah, he's his acting when he's looking at that snake is so good, and his face is so oh my god. It just he's, makes me what's think it- happening. He's he's on his belly, 
And if he has any more pressure on his belly, he's going to shit his fucking pants. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to squirt a cobra right out of his own brown hole. What? (laughs) Can we get that on a shirt in the Indiana Jones font? Including the what? What? It's like one side is one side says something, and the other yeah. side is at the bottom. Or is it on the back that says what? What? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or just an ellipses, and then it says what? We'll, we'll A-B test it. We'll A-B test it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll set up a focus group for all these fucking shirts we're coming up this episode. Uh, I love that um, when, they, when they throw the torch down. As soon as it falls, first time notice it because it's in 4K, but there's a fucking snake that's fake as fuck. And you can tell he's just yeah. being slowly pulled along <laughs> on a fucking string. And it's just, uh, anyway. But apparently for this scene, um, they had 2,000 snakes and they threw them on the floor. And then Steven Spielberg was like, we're going to get need to get more snakes. Yeah. So they like trucked in 5,000 more snakes from like all over Europe. And oh, like, wow. it's, so every snake actor is in this movie. Like if you, anyway. <laughs> all the famous snakes, all the famous snakes. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Uh, do you guys like Kurt Russell's in there? Anyway. <laughs> Solid is in there. Yeah. Uh, Liquid's in there. Solidus is in there. Naked's in there. Venom's in there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, or do y'all do y'all like fuck with snakes? Or like if someone like no. has a snake, no. and you're just like, no, ew, gross, get it away. You don't know when fucks with snakes. I my with mom, snakes. my mom instilled a fear of snakes into me because she was so freaked out by them. Oh like, yeah, my, my, my osmosis. Too. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think I'd ever have one as a pet, but I don't, I, I, I fuck with them, you know? And they just got this stigma from, guess what? The Bible. <laughs> my, uh, my friend. Ruining my, my, everything. My buddy Trent had a pet snake he named Buttons. And then, um, he used to that's like. Why, that's why Indy doesn't like snakes. Cause it's the devil. He knows. He knows. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my Scottish ass year. dad instilled that in me, the fucking Bible. Anyway, <laughs> my my freshman year roommate had a uh, uh, a little boa boa pipe, uh, boa constrictor. Uh, boa he pipe. named uh, he named dances with rats, um, <laughs> and uh, he would feed him mice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was like one mouse that the, the snake didn't eat. So we took it out to our retention pond in our uh, apartment complex um, that had a baby gator in it. And so he just like overhand chucked the mouse like right in front of the gator and the gator didn't move. And the mouse just starts like paddling his ass off to dry land. He gets to land. And all the while the gator was just like letting him go. Cause as soon as the mouse got to land, the gator just fucking just thump, thump, oh, man. thump, 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 thump. I was hoping that this is going to be the most lucky snake or mouse in the world. Nope. He's like, snakes don't like me. Gators don't like me. I'm fucking walking out. And that that mouse, that was Stuart Little. (laughs) That's an M. Night Shyamalan twist for you, everybody. (laughs) The Stuart Little prequel. Yeah, written, written by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> the um the snakes, in contrast to in the movie, uh-huh. they love the fire, and they kept going towards <gasps> the fire. 
And there's like a behind the scenes it's footage. because they're cold blooded and they, yeah. they like yeah. that heat. And-, and there's behind the scenes footage of Steven Spielberg. This is why I know they had fun because yeah. Steven Spielberg, <laughs> is he in front of the camera? He's fucking hamming it up. He pulls up a snake and he goes, he's holding the snake, looking at it. He goes, listen, your motivation is that you hate fire. You got to get away from the fire. You don't like fire. Okay. You're ruining the takes. You're ruining the scene. Uh, you're, you're like, to... you keep describing these, uh, behind this, this behind the scenes footage. Just, they just sound like whole movies. That sounds like, uh, basically like hurricane of fun. The, the wet, hot American summer documentary. <gasps> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking when you said that, Rich, I was thinking of that. Well, on the, on the 4k Blu-ray, there's like, uh, there's, it's, it's just like footage from the set of Indiana. There's like three different docs. Like one of them is just, just is it's, it's 57 minutes of just footage. That's all it is. Like home movie style footage for the um, set. I have to watch that. And yeah. then there's a making of from 1981 that opens with a Lucasfilm um, like production logo, mm-hmm. but from back then, like from the early 80s. But it's yeah. not green; it's fucking red, and it looks dope as shit. Oh wow! And then, um, and then of course, there's the making of that came out with the Blu-rays, like or the DVDs um, that's on there. But anyway, the the fucking just the footage alone, like just the home movie style footage, is fucking dope. But yeah, it's just Spielberg. They're all fucking hamming it up, having so much fucking uh. fun making this movie. Spielberg was my age when this movie when this movie was made. He was fucking thirty four years old. That's anyway, insane. That's 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 our peer who made this movie. Like. This or one of our peers could anyway. That's what I'm. Ugh. Anyway, I'm not <laughs> yeah, like, I just want to cry now. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, I can't not, keep. I can't keep my goddamn blood sugar at a decent <laughs> level. This motherfucker <laughs> makes Raiders of the Lost Ark two years before my age right now. Well, that, that you're thinking like, um, how old are you again, Nick? Thirty four. Thirty four. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you watch so these. You just you, say it. Yeah, you watch all these movies and you're like, ah, like Boogie Nights. A 26 year old made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing though is that these people were freaks and i'm yeah, saying freaking i'm freaking freak in a good yes. way because yeah. like, they are perverts they're perverts yeah. in a yeah. good way for movies <laughs> yeah. oh, well george lucas definitely is yeah <laughs> hey, I, we didn't even talk about the indian marion backstory stuff hey, but... steven i got an idea for a backstory <laughs> She was twelve. He, he was, was 12. thirty. He was thirty-three. <laughs> I was a child. Yeah, that part is that is, that part is fucking weird. And uh, and, and Spielberg was like, she's gonna have to be a little older than twenty-four. <laughs> I don't know who Jack Bowery is, but she's got to be older than that. <laughs> um, how old is? Karen? So, wait, hold on, Jack Bowery's. 24 years old in the show 24. Yeah, you didn't know that. That's why it's called 24. Yeah, that's why it's called 24. <laughs> huh. Um, how old is Ooh. Karen Allen compared to Harrison Ford? I'm going to use uh one of the matches that I got from the Alamo last night from my Ooh. Continental match. Oh, from John Wick. From Jean Wick. Oh, I just I just meant in the story their age difference. I don't the Oh, age no. Difference in real life probably isn't. They 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 do have that age difference because Harrison Ford is I think it was born at forty four and Karen Allen was born at fifty one. But mean, she was yeah I just mean in the backstory like at the time that they got together it's yeah is creepy but other than that 
I mean, that's that's a real Padme Anakin situation. Maybe just maybe it is George Lucas's idea. It was no. There's there's been it, it. There was like a transcript released online a, a few years ago, I think. That was like a conversation between Kasdan, yeah, because uh, Spielberg and Lucas. And yeah, Lucas they, was like, she should be, she should have been like eleven years old or something. And Spielberg and Kasdan are like, oh, I think she should be a little bit older than that. <laughs> let's, uh, I don't know, let's maybe bump that up a few years. Oh, higher. A little bit higher now. A little bit higher now. Kasdan, Kasdan just sitting there writing. Because he wrote the whole movie on, like, yellow legal pads. Like, yeah. he like, wrote the movie, like, with a pen and paper. Um, He's just, like, sitting there writing the movie. And then, like, Spielberg leans over. And he's just like, yeah, God, pump that up. I'm like, uh, let me do some quick math. Seven years. Bump that up. Bump that up. She's, she, can smoke. she can smoke. She can vote. Right, that up. Make sure, make sure. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the the, the age limit uh, of every state. Yeah. But let's let's just do let's just do eighteen. Eighteen is the baseline. You write that down. Right. Yeah, George, we're putting this in. Right now. <laughs> he's wearing a fucking country. There's a there's a there's a there's a behind the scenes footage. He's just wearing a country western shirt for no fucking reason. He's wearing like George plaid. Lucas. No, yeah. uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, Steven Spielberg. He's like directing the 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 big exposition scene with Porkins. He's like wearing a yeah. country western shirt, and I'm just like, this motherfucker got the same style as me, and I didn't know. I feel like me and me and Steve could have been best friends. Is what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> me and him could have been buds back in the day. Over here trading shirts. Um, the mummy bit was fucking crazy with Marion and those fucking with the mummies. I know we already talked about that, but I'm just looking but that at was notes. legitimately scary. Yeah, because yeah. they all also were moaning and groaning. Yeah, listen, I can take moaning, but groaning. Oh boy! Get out of here! Not in my mummies. <laughs> Grown away. Yeah, <laughs> grow it away uh, from me. The, yeah, apparently, because like if you watch the behind the scenes footage, they just built like a pit where that catacomb was, and they're like, "All right, Karen, we're gonna throw." I don't know why David Lynch is suddenly directed the movie. <laughs> I thought that earlier. I got lost on Steven my way to the new set. <laughs> you did see one earlier, and I was like, "Sounds like a, a little like David." I, I watched. I, I've been watching David Lynch movies recently, yeah. so that's why. All right, we're gonna throw you down to the pit, and then out of nowhere, a kettle's gonna come out of nowhere and blow steam, and then it'll give you information. <laughs> it's gonna be voiced by David Bowie for some reason, as a as a Cajun man from Louisiana, and action. <laughs> Wrong movies, David. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, George Lucas is over there trying to get him to direct Return of the Jedi. True story. Anyway, um, have, you, have y'all looked that story up about David Lynch? Uh, David Lynch has told it before of like George Lucas courting him to direct Return of the Jedi. No, but it sounds interesting. So now I want to see his Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I, yeah, I want. I want. No, I want the. It's uh, called. It's called Dune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want that FX limited series of George Lucas courting David Lynch to direct Return of the Jedi. It's, it's called the courting of David Lynch. Yeah. 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 I want it done the offer style. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, we gotta bring, we gotta somehow bring in Robert Evans and everybody just so I can get another a good performance from the titular Matthew Good. Anyway, um, so yeah, George Lucas really liked Eraserhead, 
And then um, he came. He was like, oh, he's like, I'm making this movie, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi. I got to get this guy. I, I really like to raise her head. So he contacted David Lynch. And apparently he like wined and dined David Lynch, like brought him in. Like he pulled up in the big sports car and like did all this stuff. And f- if you fucking know David Lynch, he's yeah. like, get that shit out of here. And like he was like, the whole time I just kept getting more queasy and queasy. That's the way he tells it. That, that's yeah. that, that's the abridged version, but like yeah. <laughs> he, it, he was like, you did too much anyway. So, yeah. but you know, David Lynch famously very creative, likes to play, and you know, make you know be. That's that's why he fucking makes movies because he can be creative. Mm-hmm. Like Inland Empire, which I just watched. He, it's just him talking to Lord Dern. He's like, hey, hey, tidbit, do you want to you want to just experiment with shit? And that's that whole fu- that whole fucking movie is just a science experiment, in my opinion. It's <laughs> it's crazy. He shot the whole thing on like mini DVs, like, and it looks like a fucking skate video. It's insane. Fucking mini DVs. <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. Uh, what a what an annoyance. Yeah, gotta hate mini DVs. Anyway, um, bu- 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 the flying wing. Let's talk about that and the fact that Frank Marshall is a Nazi pilot. Frank Marshall was cast as the Nazi pilot because all the stuntmen were sick. Everybody was fucking sick in that movie. So they were like, you're not an actor. Come do this because everybody's (laughs) puking their guts out. We also haven't really talked about the super lax security around the dig site. You could apparently, if you just got the uniform, you could just walk on and just start digging wherever you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they're like there's hundreds of like a well according to solid they hired every single digger in egypt yeah to like from this science they're like fucking like i'm sure the nazis weren't like paying that much close attention to like oh yeah those yeah. guys are over there you know anyway. oh no absolutely that's what i'm saying it's just like damn that was easy <laughs> yeah we fucking did it guys anyway that's the midpoint of the movie when they get caught uh, that's also you know what that's also the difference between like this and just like a lesser sort of action movie is that would have been like a whole sequence is them infiltrating the work site and yada 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 and like how yeah. they did it it's like no we just fucking got the stuff blend right in it's fine Fuck you off. mean when they first We're find the on. the well of souls the whole time they're there or yeah, yeah. i guess when they yeah it's literally it, yeah. every single thing they do because they're digging and well because i know the nazis are digging in a different place because they're uh, according They've, to the Sala, the wrong place. Yeah, the wrong place. <laughs> so maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know how far they are from where the Nazis are, though. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like um, that that new, that the Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal movie, um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. There's, mm. a, um, there's a part where they have to infiltrate a place. And they fucking just cut out them infiltrating. Like, they're just fucking, they're like, hey, we got to do this. And then it cuts to them doing, like, they're just in, they're in. In there, And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I love it when you have economy in movies. Like, there's no reason why this movie could have been, should have been in over an hour and 45 minutes. And you fucking cut the necessary scenes to fucking get there. Mm -hmm. I love you for this. Anyway, could have happened in Fast X more. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll get into it in a later episode. Uh, we'll see the uh, that whole fight with the mechanic. Uh, so during that whole thing, 
they apparently like did not map that out or st- like Steven Spielberg just threw everything out and just like shot it. Like they just made it up as they went, like the choreography. And then during that, apparently the wheel ran over Harrison Ford's leg. Oh God. <laughs> and then Harrison Ford was like, where are we at? Tunisia? I don't trust these hospitals. I'll just, uh, I'll just wait it out. <laughs> and so like Harrison Ford, man who needs a shower was just like injured and so during that fight scene, if you look, there's a point where Indiana Jones looks down at his foot. Apparently that was like a bit of pain, like surged through his leg during that point. And it was just him looking at his leg. And then Pat Roach, his scene partner was like, fell for it. And then Harrison's like, ah, and then like <laughs> went on with the scene and kicked him. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a really good little behind the scenes thing. Uh, uh, Marion getting trapped in like the the wide shot of like you see the flames going across mm-hmm. the fucking tarmac as he's like struggling to get her out of the that that shit's dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, that whole plane sequence is so cool. Yeah, so good that they did the finality of the epic stunt spectacular with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. It's a great great line. The fuck? Okay, let's talk about the truck chase now, because that's where we are in the movie. Um, Rip, what are your thoughts about the truck chase? You already talked about it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really remember it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. I. Um, but I think I think it was just because, like, whenever I would catch it on TV, it was just like, uh, you know, after the airplane, it was just like, all right, I'm gonna go, you know, get a snack. There's nothing after the airplane, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then like by the time I come back, you know, or whatever, it's like make a phone call or something like that, come back, and you know they're they're on the boat, and then they're uh yeah, you know, yeah the, uh, the rest of the movie. The I trucks. remember I remember the the tr- the truck scene because when I was reenacting it as I was watching it, I'd always grab onto like the couch the 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 coffee table legs like I was falling off of the truck so my um my bed which we still have this bed because it's like in the fa- it's like a family bed like passed down uh-huh. or whatever and like it had like uh the 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 foot of the bed had gr- like a grill on it like lines going down yeah so i would pretend the bed was a truck and then like yeah. climb down and like hang on to it and like at like i would like go up under the bed like Indy mm-hmm. goes up under the truck and um God, we were nerds, man. man. We were. It's a good thing that uh, Indy didn't have a ponytail going under that truck, or else it would have gotten stuck. Oh boy, I need to rewatch that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just cut it now? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, God, we're gonna talk. Really, gonna be talking about the jump junkies in the stunt episode. But yeah, the truck chase took eight like it took like eight weeks to shoot. Oh gosh. So what happened was while because Steven Spielberg wanted to shoot all of it, but they just didn't have the time to do it. So he handed it off to second unit director Michael Moore, and then he and the stunt team came and shot it all. And then Spielberg came back and like shot all the close ups afterwards. There's like a really funny behind the scenes footage. Um we're like, cause there's that shot of Harrison Ford being dragged behind the truck. And they're like, he's like, All right, Harrison, you're gonna have to get this right. He goes, and he's like He's like, I, I, I hope, because if we doesn't, there's not going to be the rest of the movie. Like, there's going to be no movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, we better take care of me. Uh, shit's so funny. Anyway, everybody's just having a great time. Uh, that truck rip, um, when we were at Disneyland, I don't know if you remember, I took a picture of it. Yeah. Anyway, 
that truck it? it was that truck is at Disneyland outside of the ride of the Indiana Jones ride. Oh, oh cool. I have a picture of, I put it up on my phone um like while watching the movie and I was like, Oh yeah, I did get a picture of it. That's there and then the um we'll talk about the Last Crusade episode, but some certain vehicles from Last Crusade are at a different park. Um yeah, that whole that whole fucking it's just like because that's the whole point of this movie. It's like it's a serial in which like shit happens. How is he gonna get out of this situation? Here's the next fucking thing. But like it's just like boom, 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 boom. Well souls going into the fucking plane. Which thinking about it this time, they were planning on flying the Ark out on that plane. That plane didn't look like it had a lot of cargo space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you go to they the were gonna tie it to the top. These guys <laughs> hold it while they're <laughs> flying the plane. Well, that's how they had that like big strong guy. They had yeah, that yeah. big strong guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Nazis are so fucking dumb. Now, 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 now. They're Rolf. like the stormtroopers of the Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good joke. Be- Belloc, he's like, now, Rolf, you listen to me. Uh, you're going to be on top of the plane <laughs> grabbing the arc. Uh, holding on to it for dear life. I'm French, as you know. <laughs> uh, so fucking dumb. But yeah, that whole... Uh, the truck chase is so great because it's like uh, Indy horseback jumps onto it, commandeers it, and then like dispatches everybody with like... Uh, I love that one point where he like Indy rams the truck next to him, like car next mm-hmm. to him. There's a lion roar on the sound effect. <laughs> so okay, sound effects. Uh, ben I Bert? hate to, I anyway. hate to cut to the end of the chase, but literally, Indy, uh, <laughs> Indy these segues, baby. Uh, <laughs> Indy pulls into the fucking Grand Theft Auto garage. Yeah. Uh, pulls into the pants spray. Everyone, uh, uh, you know, is, is fucking bowing up for Indy. And uh, uh, Belloc and his car drive onto the scene. And then, like, some vendors start, like, and try and give him some melons. And off in the distance, you can hear, like, a dog barking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't oh. remember seeing a dog, but there's a dog barking. And then Belloc throws the fucking melon. And then you just hear a dog go, yeah. like he got hit by the fucking nut. Like, what the f- Ben Burt was like, how are we going to make these Nazis even bad? Even, even worse. worse. I know. I'll add a dog yelping sound effect. What, like, a cheap pop. That, I loved it. That was that, so fucking that's, funny. That that's like audio that. artistry, though, to, like, tell yeah. a story. Well, that's why this motherfucker won a fucking Academy yeah. Award for goddamn yeah. Wally. That's, that was, that's Wally, Wally we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about Mr. Wally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talking about that? You talking about that pay and spray garage? So at the beginning of the so whenever Andy's about to go get the truck, he's like he 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 offhandedly says to Sala and and Marion, "Meet me in Omar's." So he pulls the truck into the garage. I never noticed this before, but in English. In Egypt, it says Omar's garage, and I'm just like, <laughs> it just it, it, it took me out of the movie for a second. But like that was my first time noticing it. They're like, yeah, we we, we reference Omar's. What are we gonna write up there? It's like write Omar's garage, and it's just like, it is <laughs> fucking some 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 crew member like some fucking dude walks up to Norman Reynolds, and like Norman Reynolds is like. 
that's English. He's like, yeah, you wanted to f- you fucking told me to write Omar's Garage so we know what it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're in Egypt. Whoa, fuck. <laughs> well, they're bringing the truck around. Do we do? We need to duck out of the shot real quick. <laughs> That's right. This conversation happened while they were rolling. While they were filming, yeah. They got it done. <laughs> the, time. the paint was still uh, drying on the sign. Yeah. I love See, how was, you told that this- story. I love how you told the story poker face style. There's a new Apple TV show that looks like they're trying to like capitalize on Poker Face, but it, anyway, I already canceled yeah. my membership, so I'm not going to watch it. Um, <laughs> Ted Lasso's done, Damn, so ooh. I'm done. Apple TV Plus, you're just c- cutting them all out. As soon as Righteous Gemstones is done, I'm probably going to get rid of Max. Because mm. um, I think I've watched all the good movies on Max, so like I think I'm done. Barry's over. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what are we doing? Talking about Indiana Jones. Um, the part where, uh, Solace's goodbye to Indian Marion is so good. Yeah. Um, Marion kissing him for his wife, his, his, his children, children and one for him. And then, um, where he hugs Indy and Andy just goes, <laughs> cause he's like <laughs> been through, so, like he's been shot. He's been yeah. got the <laughs> shit beat out of him. And just the, all he wants is a goddamn shower. <laughs> Just the just Harrison, yeah, his comedy chops in this movie, which Lawrence Kasdan like is uh like Spielberg says it is the one who brought all the humor to this movie, and just that little beat of him going like being squeezed by this burly man. Because if yeah. Sala hugged him any tighter, he was gonna shit his fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lawrence Kasdan did a uh, Return of the Jedi too, right? Or was it Empire Strikes Back? He did Empire he did, for sure. Yeah, he did Empire, okay. yeah. I know. I feel like um, they've got some comedy moments in there, too. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's got uh, the comedy. So, I gotta right. say, uh, when it comes to, like, father-son duos, the Lawrence Kasdan, Jake Kasdan, uh, CV, ain't nothing to sneeze at. Lawrence yeah. Kasdan's got a lot under his belt. He's got good humor, but he's also got, like, a lot of good other, like, good drama, too. Yeah. Okay, so you better take the motherfucker. We talking about the Big Chill? (laughs) I love the Big Chill. That's a fucking great movie. I feel like uh, we probably wouldn't have a soundtrack like the Guardians of the Galaxy style soundtrack if it weren't for the Big Chill because that was like the first movie to have like that was the first movie to like from Miami, Florida, baby. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Ryder, the Big Chill. Um, but yeah, Big Chill was like one of the first movies to have like um. Like one of those like throwback like retro soundtracks if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, he also co-wrote Dreamcatcher with uh, William Goldman. So he wrote, he wrote Body the Bodyguard. Heat? Yeah, Silverado. Silverado. You want to talk about a dad movie? That is the most dad movie of all fucking dad movies. That movie's if if you're thinking like who's your dad's favorite actor, they're in fucking Silverado. I'm gonna about to read <laughs> off the cast of Silverado. Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan wrote and directed that movie. It's got Kevin Klein. It's got Scott Glenn. It's got Kevin Costner. It's got Danny fucking Glover. It's got John Cleese. It's got um oh Roseanne Arquette's in that movie anyway. Everybody's in. Uh, Brian Dennehy's in fucking Silverado. Dennehy? The principal from Kindergarten Cop is in Silverado. Uh, I think Jeff Fahey's in Silverado. Anyway. 
Anyway, your dad's favorite actor is in Silverado, is what I'm saying. Or at least my dad's favorite actor. My dad's like, oh, Kevin Costner's in this? I'm surprised my dad has not watched Yellowstone. I don't even know if he knows about Yellowstone. Because that would become <laughs> that might become his identity if you found out that was a fucking show. Like, That's what happens to all the other parents that watch Yellowstone. Yeah. Like, I'll just show up one day and my dad's wearing a cowboy hat. And I was like, Yellowstone? He goes, Yellowstone. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the name of the... I love the name of the boat, the Bantu Wind. It's a good mm. name for a boat. Uh, apparently, this boat was a big piece of shit. And then Norman Reynolds was like, oh, this boat is perfect. Let's cast this boat in the movie. And then the people who owned the boat was like, we better fucking spruce this boat up. They painted it. And then Norman <laughs> Re- they came back and Norman Reynolds was like, what? <laughs> what did you do to it? <laughs> like, like I, I love that shitty little boat. So it had like paint, fake rust and all this stuff on the yeah. boat to make it look shitty again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Anyway. You know it's when they're on the boat and uh, and Indy's laying on that bed, just uh, you know, fucking in agony mm-hmm. um, until he's getting smooched up. Mm-hmm. Um, that it like I I never saw it before that moment on the bed, but like holy shit, Chris Pratt wants to be Harrison Ford so bad, so bad. Like, you can see it in, like, the shitty choices he's made for roles, you know, ever since fucking Guardians. Like, it's kind of sad. Mushroom I- Kingdom, here we come. And that's what happens when you give up on that dream. <laughs> um, I-, I will argue this, though. I feel like Chris Pratt wants to be Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. Because think of all the Chris Pratt roles. And Brendan Fraser could have done them better. Like, yeah, 90s Fraser. Well, I guess I'm specifically thinking about, like, the weird, like, darker Chris Pratt roles. Like, that weird fucking uh, uh, sci-fi movie with Jennifer Lawrence that was, oh, like, Passengers. Passengers. Yeah. 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 Like, stuff like that. It's just like, oh, yeah, you want, you want to do, like, the sexy Harrison Ford movie, but, like... I'm sorry, brother. You ain't got it in you. And you don't have the action adventure Harrison Ford in you either trying to do these Lost World movies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's uh, some... Yeah. Jurassic of, not, World. Not a lot of people um, talk about this stuff, but uh, Harrison Ford is the hottest man alive. Yes. To this day. Still is. I don't care. Not going like to get I, any argument out of me. Yeah, like I know. I, like I, I said, I, he, can, he can crash a plane on my runway any day. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like I said in the text, there's a lot of people on Letterboxd saying they want to go back to, to 1981 to fuck Harrison Ford, and I'd fuck uh, him right now. I need to read my <laughs> fucking favorite Letterbox review from <laughs> from this fucking movie. Um, oh, shit. Hold on. I gotta go to my diary. Follow us on Letterboxd, everybody. We're all on there. Yeah. Um, it is from a user named Stephanie. Stephanie <laughs> wrote, Indiana Jones could have texted me at 12, 1224 AM for a booty call. And I would have responded to him at 1222 AM saying I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That is, that is, that is, that's the best fucking review of this goddamn movie. Uh, anyway, great movie. 
Uh, let's see, the Nazis show up. Yeah, that whole scene of like marrying, like the fucking line. It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. Yeah, that's uh, good. so true. I, f- I felt that shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna. Uh, I've been sitting so long that I'm probably gonna like fucking like be being a fucking L pose for the rest of the night. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, falling asleep, making out. I've done that before. <laughs> uh, the way he's like snores and stuff. So uh, I usually do it as a bit, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Fun fact about that boat, the the Nazi U boat. It was the boat from the Das Boot miniseries uh, that was coming out. And Steven Spielberg, I think it was Peter Weir who made that. Called him up and was like, "Hey, Pete. I don't know why David Lynch is back. Uh, <laughs> you got that boat, right?" <laughs> Can we use that U boat? <laughs> anyway, that is it, right? There's so many Das Boots. Yeah, this is the 1981 one. No, it was Wolfgang Peterson. That's who it was. Uh, anyway, Wolfgang Peterson, what else did he direct? Enemy Mine. And he made the never ending story. That's what I know him from is the never ending story. Story. Uh, man, Giorgio, Mar- Giorgio Maroder. Um, let's see what else. And we're pretty much at the end. Yeah, we're getting I'll, to the. I love that indie face melting. I love that indie knocks the, the Nazi out, like takes the Nazis' clothes, and they're fucking too small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's such a good bit. And the, the, the one the Nazis up. like saying like. <laughs> complaining about him looking so bad. And then he's like, I guess I need to comb my hair. I don't know what this fucking Nazi's saying. <laughs> he fucking, yeah, he punches him in the hat, like flies in the air and he catches it. That's such a good bit. Um, let's see. Yeah, the canyon is from Star Wars. When Belloc says the line, he's going to give mercenaries a bad name, a fucking fly goes into his mouth. <laughs> And but and then like right after that they cut away. So I'm assuming as soon as that line was over, he like spit it Paul out. Freeman was just like, Ugh! <laughs> and then Harrison Ford saw that and then he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just went to his fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was throwing up. Uh, yeah, shut your eyes, Marion. I love. Oh, I don't know why Indiana Jones is like. Don't look at it. Fucking don't look at these ghouls. These ghouls are coming out. So, all right. Do I know there's no answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Like, what exactly was happening when the when 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 the, the ark was opened and they started just snatching souls? Well, like. What's the biblical explanation for what was happening? Do we? Well, that You're was clearly wrong, people. That was <laughs> well. I think well, they got something. Hold on, hold yeah, on. Well, to quote uh, Ghostbusters, "Real wrath of God" type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like Old Testament. Probably, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. This is Old Testament God. <laughs> this ain't. This ain't. This ain't Daddy God. This ain't God when he's a dad. This is. This is like. This is like. I'm about to fuck you. Some sh- like. You see this guy Job? I'm gonna fuck with him. That's that guy. Okay. Got it, got it, okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there has to be like some biblical like literature about like looking upon something and like that's yeah. why India's like don't look at it or something. Well, it's like uh, well, oh, 
fuck, I'm about to get fucking analytical with this shit. But like, <laughs> the Ten Commandments is like the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, according to the Bible, if you hear the fucking voice of God, these are dogma rules. Also, yeah, the, uh, the the Metatron. Yeah, if you fucking hear the voice of God, your fucking head's gonna explode. Right, like right. that's like you can't hear God speak. I forgot there was a head explosion yeah. in this movie. I remember that the faces melted, but I forgot that someone's head exploded. Well, it's because, Damn. like, they shot it, and then, like, uh, the MPAA was like, Hey, St- Steve! <laughs> so they put some fire in front of it. <laughs> and Steve was like, we'll fucking put a flame in front of it, don't worry. <laughs> By the way, how's that PG-13 coming? <laughs> <laughs> All right, We're just working wait till, on it. <laughs> all right, you just wait till 1984, because I got some shit coming out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I really do uh, think it's like the voice of God is. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's I, I buy the shit out of that explanation, <laughs> and it also just ties dogma even further into uh, uh, this series because there's a particular line in the next movie, or I think it's. Uh, 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 oh, no, it's in Last Crusade. It's in, La- it's Crusade, it's in yeah. Last Crusade. Yeah, that I I thought was straight uh, a dogma original until I saw that movie for the first time when yeah. I lived up here. And did that full watch through. Uh, I'll never forget my dad. My dad fucking quotes Last Crusade. That's the one movie he quotes, that and Friday. And um, he, he quotes Rush Hour as well. Anyway, um, but yeah. yeah sometimes I, I, he mixes them up and, and quotes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm I love excited. That two, of those are, that two thirds of those are Chris Tucker. Uh, yeah, movies. my dad loves Chris Tucker. I'm surprised uh, he hasn't watched Air yet. But sometimes he mixes them up and and does a Chris Tucker impression for. for oh, Chris Tucker and Air too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, the penitent man. The penitent man. <laughs> the penitent man. <laughs> anyway, we need to get Miles Potter. He's the only person I know who could do oh, a, yeah. a decent. Uh, Chris Steve Tucker Real. Impression. I will. I see your Miles Potter, and I, I counter you. Uh, I raise you with Steve Real. Who can probably uh, recite Rush Hours 1, 2, and 3 from memory. <laughs> I forgot who it was, but you were like... It wasn't you, it was... Uh, I think it was a uh, past guest, Daryl Monty, was like, you do a David Lynch impression? So-and-so does a David Lynch impression. And like he heard my impression, and I was, and he was like, alright, yours is better. Yeah. <laughs> Which that really made me laugh. Uh, and then I later heard that person's David Lynch impression, and I was like... Yeah, mine's better. Yeah, mine's better. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, the fucking they come and blow all the Nazis away and like suck them up in the ark trap style. Um, by the way, as a kid, I used to think like I was just like, do Ghostbusters and Raiders take place in the same like, cinematic universe? <laughs> they do say that Indiana Jones is uh, an expert in the occult. Yeah. So, oh my god, could you? I'll tell you what, Ray Stance has definitely read at least one paper written by Dr. Indiana Jones. By Dr. Henry Jones. By Dr. Henry Jones. Jones. By Dr. Doc- Jones. Dr. Jones. <laughs> I do like how uh, Willie Sc- Willi- I do like how Willie Scott says Dr. Jones in Temple of Doom. Dr. Jones. <laughs> oh, I cracked a nail. Anyway, that's next week's episode. Um <laughs> Yeah, and we already talked about the whole government taking the Ark away and Indy getting mad. And then I love, uh, like, at the top of the stairs of the Capitol building or wherever they are, like, he says mm. bye to Brody and, like, walks down the stairs. And the Marion's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you look mad. <laughs> and then he's just like, he's like, 
fools. Bureaucratic <laughs> fools. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I just, the last line of the movie is like, come on, I'll buy you a drink. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's so good. And he just puts his arm out and she like puts her arm in. I know. It looks like, it looks like she got some of that money that she was waiting on because she had a, a fresh new fit. Well, shit, she she been wearing she's wearing three outfits over that three week period that they were in <laughs> fucking Egypt. Yeah, apparently they knew she had to wear a white dress before they knew the reason why she had to wear it. I love that shit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like we got the wardrobe. We got to figure out how she's gonna fucking wear it. <laughs> anyway, that was uh, Indian Raiders Jones. of the Lost. That Ark. was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) If you call it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, you're a cop. That's that's (laughs) you're a cop. You're a narc. You're a narc. You're a piece of shit. Anyway, you're wearing a a wire. You're wearing a wire, and you're wearing a wire. (laughs) And I want to see my lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? uh, It's like if you're like you're like dating somebody. This is the this is the date test. It's like, oh honey, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like, where's the fucking wire? <laughs> you're Who's a listening cop. In? Who's listening? In? You're a cop. You see like a van outside that says like, uh, this is raise, over. Raise flowers on the side of it. Yeah, there's yeah. like a, there's like a fucking telephoto lens sticking out of the fucking van. Oh my god, they are cops. They're in on me. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, how are we rating this movie? I know what I'm fucking rating it. Uh, Five stars, baby. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Nice. I didn't know what if we were gonna do. Well, five exploding, or... five exploding heads. Is, is that is that good? Good idea. Five exploding That's heads. That's good. I'm rating this five exploding heads. <sighs> what about you? Uh... I would rate it as five too. In my memory, in my memory, this is my favorite movie, um, or favorite movie in the series, uh, except for when I was a kid because my my rating was different then. Oh yeah, you probably would have rated it um, Little Mermaid higher. Yeah. <laughs> well, I liked it. I like for some reason I was really into blonde women when I was a kid, so I liked Temple of Doom better because she was blonde. Temple of Doom is like the little kid. Because yeah. he's a little kid in that movie. Anyway, I'm excited about Temple of Doom yeah, next yeah. week. I'm, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to fucking... It's on a Sunday. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to have a great Sunday. Me too. I'm excited to be This one's definitely the one I've seen the most. So I'm excited to watch the other ones because I haven't seen them as much. I feel like I've seen Last Crusade and Temple of Doom the most. But anyway. I've seen Last Crusade the least... Because when I was a kid, it was my least favorite one. And it was because I didn't like the girl in the third movie. You didn't like Allison Duty? Anyway. <laughs> That's the name of the actor. Every, everything depended on Indiana Jones's love interest for me when I it was. It sounds a kid. like it. Yeah. <laughs> what if he, what if there was a one where he was, uh, the Little Mermaid was his love interest? My, my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rick, what are you rating this? Uh, I'm going to rate it. Because I'm giving myself the room for later on. I don't want to have to mm. retroactively regrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go four and a half. Okay. That's respectable. You think you're going to like, well, I guess you'll like something more than this one. I, yeah. I, I'll i just say it. I'll just say it now. I When I did that full watch through of the, the first three, I did come out saying Last Crusade was my favorite. 
Last Crusade, a lot of controversial because a lot. I found out that people don't like that one, and I was like, "What the right. fuck? Why?" Yeah, it's 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 definitely the most fun out of all of them. All right, well, that was the ratings for that. Um, there on. you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come back next week we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom uh, follow me on Letterboxd um, I'm on there as Lathan Video and that's all I got to promote you can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter and I think I'm on Peyton Cody Lynch on on Letterboxd as well you can also listen to me um, on Queer Movie Night also on Arcade Audio with Deb Duncan you and go. you find me everywhere at Rich Cammy, uh, especially Letterboxd. And also you can catch me live uh, at Piper's Alley as part of comedy sports uh, and minor league shows as or rec league shows, as well as the uh, house party shows on Friday nights. Go to CSZChicago.com for... Uh, all that information on tickets and stuff like that, because those shows actually fucking sell. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, we we got some Podswoggle coming up. Shh, surprise! This is a little franchise surprise exclusive. We got some Podswoggle <gasps> coming up. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> yeah, Mullet, Mullet's been doing some re-listening and and getting some ideas for games, and so we're just gonna drop a little game episode. Mullet. Oh, fun! I yeah. had some games for this episode planned, but then I forgot them. And then, For the bad date part, I was going to ask y'all what's the worst date you've ever had, but guess what? The episode's already over. We can't go back and do over. it. We're at <laughs> two back. and a half hours. Maybe, so. maybe if we run out of time uh, on the on the theme park one, we can we can play okay. the bad yeah. date. We'll, co- yeah. we'll come back to these games. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us in this episode. Come back next week uh, where we talk about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Rip, what's a quote from this movie? You can't do this to me. I'm an American. (laughs) That's so good. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.